What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Season Gaming Bitcast, episode 184. It is a lovely but cold morning here in Kansas City as we're about to get started on our final show of 2021. So it's been a hell of a year. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden. Uh, to my right, you know him, the, the guy with the tie, Mr. Tie Man. Tie Man Travis. Yes, Tie Man. So I'm, I've been upgraded <laughs> from just a guy to a man. Yeah, you're, just, you're hey, a man hey, now. Hey. Congrats. How are you doing? Yeah, I finally had my bar mitzvah. Uh, <laughs> Good morning. McClunky to you all. And uh, let's introduce our guest here, a guy that we yeah. just learned owns every game for the Nintendo Switch. You were too excited about this. You didn't even let I'm me get through the intro. I'm way too about this. <laughs> he was talking about having to catalog the games, Ains, like he works at a like warehouse. He's like, well, the games I just got in haven't been cataloged yet. He's organized. I haven't put them into their Indiana Jones, uh, you know, uh, the temple, of, or what was it? The, uh, the, co- the Ark of the Covenant sorting system. He's got like <laughs> crates moving around. Yes, yes. I hope it's more. Yeah, I like to think more like Amazon nowadays than Indiana Jones. But I get your no, point. No, 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 no. Somebody asks him uh, who who is organizing your Nintendo games, and he goes, "Top men, top men are on it." <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes. So introducing our guest is Barry Carenza. Did I say your last name correctly? You I hope? did. You did. All right. So Barry and I have been. Um, talking through the year actually about coming on the show and so glad we can finally make that happen uh barry is the host of the nintendo or co-host i say of the nintendo fuse and switch mania playcast uh obviously uh, a big uh kind of nintendo supporter fan and as i've already mentioned today we're gonna have an honest chat about nintendo and all things nintendo to do something a little different to close the year out so barry thank you for coming on and welcome Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and glad after the year of correspondence, we were able to <laughs> yes able to make something work out. Uh, that's yeah. great. Uh, I don't have the Ark of the Covenant though. Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, I disagree. Let's agree to disagree on that one. I feel like Nintendo fans. There's Nintendo fans who could see your collection and have their faces melt just like the Ark of the Covenant. That's probably feel, true. Well, see, you, know. you know, and that that's honestly true with one thing. Uh, you know, I, I work with Nintendo Fuse and I work with the Switch Mania Playcast. Uh, I also am uh, one of the founding members of Premium Edition Games. Right. Where we uh, we publish games right now for the Nintendo Switch the, physically. Um, but despite that... I'm also a gamer of all systems. I collect for every system that's out there. You know, I have a PS5. I've got an Xbox Series X uh, along with my Switch. How many games do you own on Xbox? Because if you own more Xbox games than me, I'll be pretty offended. I'll be I'll be <laughs> honest with you. My I play my Xbox the least of the three, uh, simply wow. because okay. the the like more the third party. I'll go with PlayStation, and the exclusives. I like a lot of Japanese centric games, and sure. Microsoft has a lot less. Um, than them. So my Xbox collection is small. Uh, my Xbox One and Series X combined, because there's not really many Series X exclusives, uh, is only at 171. Yeah, that's okay. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a competition, Travis. I mean, it is. It is, though. And I'm losing badly. I, just, I, want, I want this. Give me one area of victory. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, so, uh, check, so check. I, I've got to ask you, can we just start asking questions? You're killing me. You're killing me. So can you let questions. me speak? I have so many questions. I just, I have, I... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay, right, let fine. me say good morning in the chat, at least. Good morning, okay, guys. 
<laughs> Good to see you. Um, so yeah, just to set up the show a little bit so that Travis can get to his list of questions. <laughs> um, as I said, we are going to be talking uh, primarily about uh, Nintendo. So we're not doing currently playing. We're not doing news because really the only news this week is that Splinter Cell is coming back. Yay. We'll talk about that more in the future. Um but we want to talk about uh, Nintendo, and and it's going to be kind of a, a full coverage thing, right? We want to talk about hardware and the Switch, obviously, software, their lineup, third-party support, online functionality, you know, their plans, and, and maybe what the future holds. So we're going to get into that. But before we get into kind of the details there, and I – oh, sorry. One other thing, uh, like I see Dutch already said uh, – Golden Sun needs a glorious return to the Nintendo Switch. Um, so I, I hope this is an interactive conversation, guys. So anyone joining us live here, right? Like, I know our audience um, has had a lot of questions about Nintendo as well, uh, or concerns, or, you know, whatever the, the word may be best used there. But if there's things you want us to bring up as we're having this conversation, throw them in the chat, and we'll definitely uh, try to get to them as well. So it should be just a good time this morning. Relaxed, chill conversation to close the year out. So... With that, but before we just jump into it, Barry, um, I wanted to, uh, as your first time guest, I wanted to talk to you a little bit uh, about your history with gaming. So, um, you know, obviously a collector can see behind you a man of uh, hard copy taste, as I appreciate. Um, so, lo- <laughs> so, <laughs> so I love to see that. Um, but where where did it begin for you? Um, you know, where where what got you into gaming? What was kind of your first platform? And uh, have you Good always question. been a fan or has it kind of been in and out? Uh, I've been a gaming, uh, pretty much a gamer since birth. Uh, and what I mean by that is I was almost born in my household because when my mother went to labor, my father wouldn't go away from the Atari because he was working <laughs> on programming a game for the Atari and okay. was showing my uncle. Uh, so right from birth, I had an Atari 8-bit joystick, and I had Commodore 128 in my hands. Nice. Uh, literally just right from there. And uh, just a l- love for the imagination, because especially back then, you really had to use your imagination. You know, a lot of it was Fair. stick figures and basic graphics. Uh, and I just fell in love with the medium and just everything. And, and it was in my family. My uncle actually owned a, a software store where he sold awesome. Atari, Commodore, IBM stuff. Uh, so whenever a cool game came in, he would be like, here, check this out. And he would just give it to me. And I, w- I would just like, wow, this is great. Uh, and then all that changed when I saw a Nintendo. And of course, I played, you know, Donkey Kong and, and Mario Brothers because they were on the Atari. But when I played Super Mario Brothers at a friend's house, I was just like blown away. I'm like, this is yes. amazing. And then I had to wait. Oh, what was it? 12 years till I finally got a Nintendo of my own because my mother was that like that strict Jewish mother where it's like, oh, you don't need Nintendo. You have Nintendo at home. And you see those those memes where it's like, you know, it's like <laughs> Nintendo at home. It's, you know, the Wish version. Well, my Wish version was the Atari and Commodore, which were definitely not crap at all. But <clears throat> she was of the mindset of you already have video games at home. You don't need another system. Sure. So I had to wait till I was in sixth grade to finally get a, a Nintendo of my own. So I would always go to my friend's houses to play because like, sure. that's it. Like, I really want to go outside, but no, I want to play Nintendo because I can't do that at home. I could play outside anytime. <laughs> um, and then from there, it just stemmed, you know, I, I remember I got a Game Boy earlier than a Nintendo. The only reason I got a Game Boy is because a friend didn't want us anymore and I traded him some baseball cards. Nice. So I was like, sure, here. So my way of getting to play more games, especially as a kid, was I invented a handheld club at school. 
uh, because we had some of those Tiger LCDs handhelds. My yeah. mom bought me those, those crappy things. Uh, so we would go to school and everyone would bring their own and we would trade at lunch because okay. we, we could play other games. And through that, you know, a kid would bring in a Game Gear or two. And there was that one kid that brought in a Turbo Express. Yes. So I got to experience the Turbo Express in grade school, like, legit and i was like fell in love with air zonk and bonk and i was like this is so cool great course, system. it took me years before i ever got one of them <laughs> but uh you know just i was always fascinated and i think it was one of those things where you know when your parents tell you no 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 you can't have um you start to rebel and you want it more and more and more of course. so when i finally had expendable income and you know i was finally got my mother to say yes you can i'll get you a nintendo and all that stuff uh i just kind of like slingshotted the other way and i was just like oh i'm rolling with this now like the floodgates are open and uh i haven't stopped <laughs> that's awesome and now uh, and now i love physical games you know so much like you mentioned uh i am absolutely a physical gamer i will always cherish and champion physical media and uh, that's why i'm good part man. of a publishing good company man. now <laughs> to, to do that, to get, you know, digital-only titles out there physically because there's so many games on the eShop or the, the PlayStation Store, the Xbox Store, that or Steam, too, that just get lost. So if yeah. we can bring attention to those titles, um, that's what we're all about. And to be able to do that is fantastic. And the reception's been awesome to see. And the developers, getting to talk with these developers and work with these developers firsthand, they're so appreciative. And you could really tell, like, this is their dream, too, because they grew up like us. Oh, if I can make a game, I'd love to put it on the store shelves. I'd love to get it in someone's collection. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been insane. <laughs> that's, that's cool, man. Funny enough, DE asked in the chat, you know, what's the percentage of games that make hard copy versus digital only? And I, I don't know if you have any figures off the top of your head, but I have, as you said, if you look at Steam and the eShop, even just the two of those, there has to be a high percentage of games that are digital only. Oh, you know? the, the percentage of digital only titles is probably pretty much insane. Uh, yeah. And I'm not against digital titles. I'm against digital only. Like, I'll let a game come physically and digital that you enjoy. If you want to play digital games, play the digital games. Enjoy them. Uh, support sure. the developers for sure. But there's so many that are lost. And we saw that. We just, did, we just finished our Series 3. And uh, one of our titles was a title called Phenotopia Awakening. Okay. And when we revealed the trailer in our direct, the comments were just, what is this game? I've never heard of this game. Where does this come from? How did I miss this game? This game looks amazing. Mm. And it is amazing. And no one's heard about it. And it sold terribly digitally. And mm. we, we put it out there and it became the darling of our series. Like everyone, oh, I got Phenotopia. I want Phenotopia. Even now it's closed. The pre-order is closed. Um, we'll, we'll put more copies back when we get them in hand. But I'm still getting emails. Oh, I missed Phenotopia. Can I get it? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, sorry. You're, the, the cartridges are being ordered at this point. You know, we can't, we can't take orders right now. Um, yeah. And that's just because things are lost. Things are just, they go on the eShop, they go on the Steam store, and they're just, if you don't hit it big right away, the algorithm doesn't show you. Yeah, the curation so, of it's very tough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, that's cool, man. So I'll make sure to, uh, they're not in there right now, but I'll make sure to have links to all of that, including premium edition games uh, in the description for everyone who checks this out afterwards. So that's great. Um, so Travis, I know you're ready to get into questions here. <laughs> I, know, I know you're ready. So um where do you want to begin here i would say um you know i kind of had in our our show notes here we'd start with hardware and kind of where this where the switch is and where nintendo hardware has gone but is there some question you want to interrupt me with first travis <laughs> i mean always uh um, my first question is uh are you funded how do you afford every game what it like how is that even 
practical? That's my first question. <laughs> uh, I wish. I wish I was funded. That's not practical. Not it's uh, not funded. No, okay. I just have a, a very understanding and caring wife that uh, understands that this is my hobby and my passion and my love. And, uh, and that's, imp- that's we, important. I know it we, sounds we, sarcastic. But that's no, no, that's, that's very important. Uh, we, yeah. we don't do vacations. Yeah. We're not big travelers. So where people will be like, oh, I go on vacation once a year. Like I just take that money instead. And, and I don't I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't drugs or anything like that. So and none of that's all where, where people <laughs> take that money. Like some people go to the bar and that's fine. If that's your vice, that's what you do. I just instead take that money and I put it towards video games because that's my vice. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. All right. Um, am I a casual to you? <laughs> I don't look You're at people casual as, to me. So I, mean, I don't look I, at oh, people. How, my gamer score is higher than yours. So you need to sit down, sir. You need to sit down. Okay. I, so here's my situation. And on the Nintendo platform, I own hundreds of games on the Nintendo Switch. Not thousands, not all of them. Am I casual to you? That's my question. No. See, this is a question I get a lot, too, because I see from other collectors, like they'll post a picture of their collection. And let's say they've got 50 games. You know, I, I've told people before, like, that's a fantastic collection. And they go, no, it's not because I don't have thousands of games. And to my response to that is it doesn't matter the size. It's your collection that means it's awesome. That it's the games you like. It's games that you enjoy. It's games that mean something to you. And that's what matters. It's not a, it's not a pissing contest. You have the games you like. You're, you have the collection you like. That's awesome. So, no, I don't look at people as casual or hardcore or any of that. If we're a gamer, we're on the same level. If you enjoy playing games and I enjoy playing games, we have a mutual love there. We could be best friends. All right. Doesn't matter. It's it's just a matter of if you're having fun, because here's the thing. There's not enough time in the day to play every game. The majority of, of my games still remain sealed until I can play them, uh, especially because is how many yeah. have you played and how many have you beaten in your collection? Because yeah. there's got to be like, <laughs> if you had to give me a percentage of like played, uh, played games in your collection. I'm sure it's probably about 10% played. Um, but you also have to remember, I'm also playing, like you, I'm also playing games for review from Nintendo Fuse. So sometimes those are games I want to play, sometimes they're not. I'm also playing games for premium because every game we release, we have to love. So sure. if a game developer says, hey, check out my game, do you want to do a physical? I now have to stop what I'm playing and play that. So that takes up a lot of my free gaming time. So I don't sure. get to play all the titles I do want to play, let alone the titles that I collect that I probably never have any interest in playing at this time. We know that feeling, Travis. I have a little more leeway there than you, but when you get assigned Nerf Legends, it takes <laughs> away it takes away from playing other games that you'd rather be oh, playing. Oh, not a little more leeway, Ains. You reviewed Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite. You've reviewed all of the best games. All Res- Your game Resident of the year Village, list is... Ex- your, your game of the year list is exclusively games you reviewed this year. I reviewed zero games that were nominated for game of the year by any outlet. Okay, so it's not a little leeway. I am in the pit of, of game reviews. Just nothing but sixes and sevens as far as the eye can see. In the I'll, I'll nominate Nerf Legends at Season Gaming for something if it makes you feel better. That would not make me feel better. That would make me feel like I've done something terrible to the timeline. Uh, Worst game so, of the year. Yeah, worst well, game of the was, year. It was IGN's lowest uh, scoring game of the year. It was. Yeah. So. <laughs> See, you know, I look at that and say, "Wow, you're reviewing for IGN." You know, to me, like I'm a bit casual compared to you. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very lucky. Uh, yeah. Okay. So so okay. So you haven't played most of your games. That's good to know. It's good to know. 
Um, well, you know, I, I don't think I love, anyone could when you yeah. have that many games. I, I yeah, also true. love my my taste is JRPGs. I love RPGs, I love adventure. So you know, if I could pick up a game and play eighty hours of adventure in it, to me, that's great. So you know, obviously that I could play a lot more two, three, four hour games in that span of time. But you know, give right. me something like Legend of Heroes, Xenoblade, you know, um, Tales of Xenoblade. Final Fantasy. Er- I reviewed Xenoblade for IGN, actually. Well, that's uh, fantastic. Xenoblade's one of my favorite series of all times. It's so underrated yeah. and so amazing. Great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. That's one I've been told that I need to play, and I have. Yes, you do. Yeah. I think I'm... I gave that game like a 8 or a 9 out of 10, and people were like, wow, he, he hates this game. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> they, like, they, like, flamed me. I was like, I, I liked it a lot. Like, it was my review. Like, he hated it. He hated it. It's a 10. Should have been a 10 out of 10. Should have been a 10. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Good to see everyone in chat. Defloid Dano, Fatboy, DE, yeah. Jordan, what's up, man? Jordan and I playing Halo late into the night as always. Stubbs, good morning. Um, <clears throat> all right. Travis, can I, can I, can we move on? I, my last question was just going to be about the fact that I'm a champion of digital games. I haven't bought a physical yeah, game. Well, in like you don't have to insult decade. yourself on the show. There's, there's no Bro. need to do that. <laughs> well, see, <laughs> look, there, there's nothing wrong with that either because I, I, you know, some people don't have the space. And I'll, as a collector, I don't care what someone says. This is my holy grail. This is my holy grail. The real holy grail for any collector is free space. You're not to lying. To put that stuff. You are not. All lying. right. So, if you if you don't have a lot of space and you're a digital, you know, gamer, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, play the games, enjoy the games. Uh, you know, that that's how you want to do it. I mean, uh, I won't look down on you much. I think the physical media is like not not friendly to the consumer weirdly anymore like i feel like it, at this point you you get you don't get as easy access to your game you can't go over to your friend's house and just like have access to your entire library you don't get to do like the game sharing thing in the same way that you can do on the digital platform typically games are a lot more expensive or at least in my experience they are because i buy a lot of my games on sales and stuff digital sales well there's um, physical sales then, too or- <laughs> there's physical sales too it's true it's true um but yeah it's, and then and then if your disc breaks you lose access to it forever that's like the, the people talk about like oh you know they could take your digital game offline at any time i'm like well your physical game can who's, literally who's be taken break, off the time breaking their disc are you three years old we're not breaking discs. Bro, well, here, here, what, here. What, what if you're what if your house floods what if like here, here's you know, something different earthquake there. happens i live in san francisco you know there's, there's if they floods. take the game offline you can't download it again or you can't like purchase it you could re-download it if if the server is still up if the server is down you're you're shit out of luck but with your physical disc breaks that means they printed more copies you could always go out and buy another copy you could buy you know, another copy if you own it digitally too but you still have to pay the money but unless the server is down yeah, he's saying if they take it off the storefront. Basically. If they take it off if they the storefront. If they take it off the store, a of, of person who has it digitally could also just buy it physically if they had to. But there's no advantage to buying physically. In my opinion, there's no advantage to buying physically. Literally, unless your only, your only interest is in physically trading it to your friends or selling it at GameStop or whatever. Well, one, a, you get to own the game as opposed to digitally you know, you, licensing. You don't it. own your games if you have them physically. <laughs> you still have a DRM license right. on the game. You do, and but you could, you but could put the game in your console, and your and the console could be like, no, you can't play this, even if you uh, have the disc. Not all, not all. That's no. some. A lot of them. Most of them. <laughs> most of them. The vast majority. You could you could also sell. You can trade. You have some value there. If you spend sixty dollars on Halo Infinite, let's just say, or seventy dollars, whatever it is. Uh, and, and, it's digi- and, and it's digital yeah. digital on your your system 
you know, you now that money's gone. Like you say, oh, I'm going to sell a system with with 100 games downloaded on it. They need to log into your account to play those games. It's worthless. But if you were to sell a system with 100 physical games, now that has value. And a lot of these games go up in value. So if if that's something you want as a investment, even though it's a wrong reason to, to play games, but it's a nice, you know, hey, I spent $60 in this game and now it's worth 100 Okay, cool. If I ever need to sell it, sometimes hard times happen. Let's be frank. Emergencies happen. Medical um, shit happens. Uh, be able to say, all right, I can at least turn around and sell this and I don't lose any money. Uh, that's always yeah. a good feeling. <laughs> well, I will admit resale is the one advantage that physical games have over digital. I just don't know if it's worth it because of well, there's also the, sharing. what I see as disadvantages. You can share on digital. That I think is a huge Huge, not every digital like, all yeah. of them what game can't you share well and you can't share it endlessly a physical mm-hmm. you can share with as many people as you want yeah you can share it as long as one person is able to hold it so it's one at a time <laughs> it's essentially the same thing as digital digital you can do at least two people because you can make you can do like a home xboxes and then two people can be playing the same copy of the same game i play yeah, all my fair. like a lot of my games with my housemates or my girlfriend and I only have to get one copy because she can just play on my home Xbox and then I play on a secondary Xbox and we get two copies of the game. Like there's like so many advantages. And I feel that a lot of the people who say physical are better, they tend to be older people who don't really understand the digital marketplace and don't understand the advantages of it. And I, find myself explaining, I deal with this every week, Barry. I find myself explaining. Yeah, he always thinks he knows something that other people don't when he doesn't. I mean, come on. Is, is that not an advantage? You don't get two copies of the game if you buy it physically. Never. I get two copies of every game, essentially. I don't need two copies of every game. I don't need, first off, yeah. But but there's also... You know, actually, some games do. With a friend, like the, the with old friend. PS3 games yeah. that came with the Vita version for cross-play. Those, those you got two games. Um, Rodia, yeah, the Sky true. Soldier on Wii U would like to talk to you. There, you got two games. The uh, the the basically the death the slow death of couch co-op gaming is offset somewhat by the fact that if you if you get into the digital marketplace you can essentially get access to two games you have two consoles two screens and it sort of brings back that old school feel of of you know playing on the couch with your friend which you know obviously isn't ideal because couch co-op shouldn't be going away but uh, it's sort best. of a, yeah, yeah, couch co-op is the best. We all agree on that, and for some reason, <laughs> I guess we've decided that it's not practical, or uh, just because games are are more uh, technologically <clears throat> demanding, it's harder to render it twice on the on the screen. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I okay. I just feel like people knock digital a lot, and I'm a huge advocate of digital because once they started well, digital, making digital is the, the games, majority. So I don't know yeah. why you think <laughs> like you're in the minority or have to hold this battle up. Like you're in the because, majority. Because a lot of people who buy digital games are, let's be honest, casuals who aren't actually thinking about the media. They don't care. They're just like, I'm just going to buy the game, right? Sure. But the people who buy physical tend to be buying physical for a reason. They have like opinions of like digital. They're like, yeah, I'm buying it physically because I'm taking a stand. And I'm, I'm all for it. Like more choices for players. People should be able to buy physically, obviously. But this like Sorry. idea that if it's new and different is like a new... Uh, new way to do something that it's like automatically bad i i i recoil well, see, i'm gonna i'm gonna get you here travis first off if you remember i stated i'm not against digital i'm against digital it's only. but let me tell you my little digital story because people ask oh why why don't you do digital 
the truth is I did. <clears throat> so I did digital on two storefronts. I did the Xbox 360 and I did the Wii. So on the 360, when it launched, I was lucky and fortunate enough to get a 360 at launch. And I fell in love with Xbox Live Arcade. I, I was like, oh, I love the, the original lineup, like Gauntlet, Joust, you know, those old yeah, Midway so games, good. the poker. Yeah. Like, I got all of them. I'm like, I'm loving this. And when I, I said, you know what, this is kind of a collection. I want to collect the Xbox Live Arcade games. These are really cool. I've just, the easy access. So I started to do so. Every week when new games came out, I picked them up and I played them. And there's some great games on there that never got released. There's Afterburners there and uh, Hardcore and, you know, you got Torchlight came there and just so many great games. And, and weird ones like Yaris and the Doritos games. I got them all for like four years. <clears throat> when, when the slim Xbox 360 came out, I actually bought it just for the bigger hard drive because it allowed me to go up to, to 320, I think. When yes, I started did. getting full on 320, I messaged Microsoft. I said, please give me a 500 gig. PlayStation 3 has a 500 gig. I want a 500 gig hard drive. They said, no, we're not doing a 500 gig. So I filled up 320 gigabytes of hard drive space only on Xbox Live Arcade games in the DLC forum. I had the full set from launch until that point. Scott Pilgrim, I had it all. But then I could no longer download anymore because I was out of space. So... Once you're out of space, your collection's no longer complete. And Microsoft I mean, you're, wouldn't. Your, your games still exist. It's not like they take your games away from you. You just can't have them all installed. Right. But time. my idea was I wanted the whole set at, at fingertip, not to download, not to delete so, and download. You know so that is an area you know where we well can anyone, actually Travis. agree. Yeah. yeah, here's an area where we can agree, Barry. So I currently have connected to my Xbox Series X two 16 terabyte external hard drives 32 terabytes just in the, just on the the uh the, the regular traditional storage uh and then in solid state i've got the two terabyte external drive the one terabyte internal drive <coughs> so i'm i'm currently at 35 terabytes of storage uh on on my that's uh, a lot uh, my, <laughs> so it's a lot so I have 3,000 plus games installed and I'm still only at like 60%, 65% capacity. So I have like done everything I can to make sure that I can have and, my collection installed at the same time. We'll see. Exactly. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Also, back then we didn't have that. Like you could, you had Correct. to use the proprietary hard drives. I saw yeah. someone in the comments say second Xbox. I shouldn't have to have a second Xbox for the games. Again, I wanted it all on one system. Um, yeah. So that that pissed me off. I stopped. I, I, I was like, I can't have the whole collection. I stopped. I still own those games, but I don't count any of them in my collection. On the Nintendo side, with the Wii came out, we had Virtual Console, we had WiiWare, some great titles that were exclusive. Final Fantasy IV, the After Years first came to America over there. Um, you know, played those, enjoyed those. Then, out of nowhere, my Wii died. So I got a Wii U at the time. I was like, well, my Wii is dead. Let me transfer this stuff over, and I couldn't. So I called Nintendo. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can fix your Wii 80 bucks. I'm like, <laughs> 80 bucks? I just want to at least transfer the stuff I bought. And Nintendo's like, 80 bucks. I'm like, look up the serial number of my Wii. So they did. And it's like, oh, you actually have a launch unit. I said, yeah, I waited 12 hours in line for a Wii overnight at Target. Like, I just want to take my games and bring them to the Wii U. They said, all right, for you, we'll do $40. They literally <laughs> held the games I owned at gunpoint. 
I needed to spend $40, send it off to Nintendo yeah. to get my Wii repaired just to get those games onto the Wii U. At that point, I said, you know what? I don't have this problem with physical at all. I'm done with digital yeah. unless it's a review code or something like that. Um, and I don't count any of those in my collection. I'm just going to be physical at this point. I will say this. If you are in a, in, uh, interested in digital and you're Nintendo main, I would say that they do digital the worst and I've had the worst experiences buying digitally on Nintendo. So as a Nintendo guy yourself, I would say I 100% get why you're turned off by digital because Nintendo has had a terrible history there. I had the same issues with you where I had a console break and I had to ship it back. And I upgraded my Wii U during the Wii U generation that came out with the the Zelda Wii U. And I was like, I got to get that because I love Zelda. And I had to ship them both Wii U's. And they had to take the hard drive out of the first Wii U and put it into the second Wii U. That's how I transferred my save data. Last generation during <laughs> Xbox One, PS4 generation. Crazy. I was like, what the hell is Nintendo doing? How are they living in 1989 still? <laughs> it was just crazy. I'm an Xbox main. So my experience with digital has been pretty good because Xbox has done a great job of like game preservation and backwards compatibility, compatibility and bringing my games Recently, forward. Yeah especially recently i would say even yeah. in the past they've done a pretty good job people forget the original xbox backwards compatibility still works today you can play your 360 and pop in like an old lucas art games like gladius and like play that game on the 360 it's yeah it's pretty crazy so um yeah i i've i'm i'm an advocate for it but my i think opinions are skewed because i've had a pretty positive relationship with the digital landscape and on xbox and if you're a Nintendo main, you're you're not going to get the same experience. Like they they got issues for sure. Oh, kind of. I remember they sold out of Earthbound on Wii U digitally, which I don't oh know how they managed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I actually have a great Nintendo story for this. Uh, I reviewed a game. You you definitely are going to know this game, Barry, since you collect physical games. Uh, called um, Cooking Mama Cookstar. Oh yeah, of course. The whole the whole uh, controversy with the mining Bitcoin and the not That's supposed to be right. released, That's and then right. it's released, so, and yeah, yeah. So, did you play that game? I did not play. I, I bought it, but I did not play it. Bought the game. So my recommendation would be never put that game into your Switch because it bricked my console as soon as I played it. That's like oh, part no. of the problem because it it has that software in it that uses your extra processing power for this, uh, you know, Bitcoin mining uh, operation. And it, it makes it basically means so every time you turn on your switch after you play Cooking Mama Cookstar, you feel 100% of the CPU being used. And it sounds like a jet engine taking off in your hands. It's <laughs> insane. But that game actually was sold digitally for the first 24 hours. And then after 24 hours, the publisher made them take it off of the eShop because yep. they were selling it illegally without the publisher's consent. Yep. The developer was just like, <laughs> we're going to sell it anyway. And you can still buy it physically. They're still selling it unlawfully in a box, but they can't sell it on the e-store. I kind of want to buy it just left. to have it. They, they Dude, also put crazy. it on PS4, too. Yeah, you know, it's they available they physically there. Wow. No, it's available. You can purchase oh, you it physically really? on PS4. Yeah, Cookstar is oh on God. PS4. But not, well. not digitally, right? Because I, I have no idea. I just bought the physical. It could be for oh digital, but it is there. Nice, dude. You're part of the problem. Do you ever feel <laughs> like bad about supporting these? No, because I love I love legend. stuff with stories, and there's a story behind it. And anytime there's a story behind a game, I'm I'm 100 for oh, it. Oh, I thought you meant in game. I was like, Cooking Mama does not. Have no, a story. no, You're no, be no. So there's a real world story game. behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got like you. that that part when there's a story behind a game, there's some kind of like, oh wow, what happened here? Uh, I always love that because there's there's an extra story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a story there. It's a tragedy, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, yeah. All right. 
So <laughs> you've, you've taken us on a 20 minute <laughs> digital sorry, rant. Dude, so much to talk about for no this, reason. So. <laughs> Come on, that was interesting content, was it not? I, yeah, it was I okay. enjoyed it. It was okay. It was okay. All right. So first, let me get to this uh, absolutely absurd super chat from Tao. Um, Amazing. That's why, Travis, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You were speaking, and I said, what the hell? Because it, I glanced over and saw it oh, pop wow. up. Um, so Tao, um, you know, you're, you've been huge supporter of us here uh, and Season Gaming in the show, and, uh, you know, you're always very generous. And this is... Uh, that's that's a lot of money, dude. Um, so thank you very much. Um, Tao says a hundred dollars super chat says sup everyone. Happy holiday season gaming crew. Cast co-op day and Travis Ains and Barry. Enjoy the time off if you have it and game on. So Tal, um, you know, one of the uh, most real, most genuine people I know in the community. So big, big thank you for that. Um, super appreciative. Uh, I don't really have the words prepared to say for a uh, donation of that size, um, but I appreciate it greatly. And I think, honestly, because you, you guys know me well enough who watch this show, uh, I feel weird about accepting money uh, in big sums like that. So actually what I may do is take a chunk of that and just put it towards Extra Life or something something else uh, to just make sure it, it helps someone. So thank you very much, Tal. Uh, Matt, appreciation, man. So. Okay. You should put um, it towards buying yourself a Fast and Furious uh dvd no. collection uh, i said that's, mean, what Tao, that's what Tao would want that's what Tao meaningful would want. yeah meaningful. why dvd why not blu-ray <laughs> exactly. well i don't know i just saved dvd do people people call it blu-ray anyway <laughs> i guess yeah all right so let's get to um the conversation on nintendo and we'll start with uh let, let me preface the conversation because i think as we talk through some of these either concerns or thoughts or what have you people are going to state the obvious and and the obvious is uh <clears throat> the obvious is that uh Nintendo is uh incredibly profitable right now they're incredibly successful uh we report on fiscal results for all the big 3 and uh you know as we always preach here it's one of the best times we've ever had in gaming if not the best because Nintendo PlayStation and Xbox are all seeing record revenue quarter over quarter um, and it's fantastic because what it means is no matter how you enjoy your gaming, uh, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And, you know, we get all sorts of different experiences. So this is not to kind of question Nintendo in the sense of uh, it's obvious to us that the Switch is the best selling console right now and continues to be, you know, month over month. It's obvious that Nintendo, whatever Nintendo is doing is working well for them. And as a company, they're thriving. So that it's not that any of that is lost on us right what we're talking about is merely from some people's viewpoint in the community myself included um that uh you know the things we're going to get into are a little bit concerning and that's it so don't don't take the conversation as us questioning nintendo's decision making when we obviously realize how well they're doing so i think uh everyone that should be apparent to anyone who pays attention to the gaming industry so with that kind of preface in mind, let's start with hardware, guys. So let's start with the Switch itself. Uh, as we just said, uh, incredibly uh, successful console for Nintendo. Kind of hit hit the stride right and kind of the angle right from multiple things, right? So it it successfully combined the console and with their prior DS market. I believe that's a big reason why it's so successful. 
Um, it, it's it's great for kind of the secondary console for some people. Some people hardcore. It's their primary console, and it's also a great casual console. Uh, it just does a lot of things right in that vein, right? So what I wanted to talk about is, you know, and Barry, obviously, you know, you you talk about this probably a lot more than we do regularly. But from uh, I'm going to be kind of devil's advocate as we go through the conversation here. So as you can see in my notes, the, the thing I think that annoys uh, people like myself is I am a tech guy. Uh, and what that means is it's part of my career. Right. And it's part of my personal interest in that I would like to experience games primarily in the best way I can on the console side. Not a huge PC gamer. I realize I can go build a 30, 90 $5,000 PC, right, and go nuts, um, but I prefer console gaming per personally, but I do have literally the best TV on the market, and I have a ridiculous kind of home theater setup, right, and I, uh, 4K and HDR and 120 frames and all this stuff, I, I love that, and I think what annoys some of us is the Switch itself, right, is a, um, is a uh, kind of outdated console from a hardware perspective, and in the four years since launch, well, now four and a half years since they launched it, We've passed two years or so, we've heard rumors of this kind of Switch Pro, right? And we got the OLED model this year, but they still continue uh, to not have a kind of higher grade option for people like myself. Um, so I guess I guess the conversation point, guys, is really just around that. Obviously, it's not needed. As we said, the Switch is selling gangbusters. Um, but with as successful as Nintendo is and as much revenue as they're making, do you find it strange, disillusioning, what have you, that we don't at least have a $400 kind of pro switch that has some more of the advanced features or stronger hardware um, for, you know, for people who would enjoy it? Barry? Uh, you want to go? Okay. So <laughs> open question. Open question. Open question. Um, I think Nintendo has historically marched to their own beat. Oh, yes. When the Wii came out, a lot of people, um, I think most famously Michael Pachter was calling for a Wii HD. They're going to they have to do a Wii HD. They have to do a Wii HD. <clears throat> and they never did. Uh, the Wii U was a different console in HD, but they never did a Wii HD. They, in fact, downgraded the Wii with the Wii Mini. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, with the Switch, uh, I think we've all been talking about the Switch Pro. Oh, Switch Pro's got to come. Switch Pro's got to come. Nintendo has stuff in the works. They're working on the successor to the Switch. And I don't think they look at it as necessity right now because sales are good, <clears throat> right? Uh, an item doesn't go on sale unless it's not selling well. Coupons don't exist for items that are selling well. That, that's the whole point of them, just in, in general. Uh, it's to spur sales numbers. So with the Switch doing as well as it is, Nintendo isn't encouraged, so to speak, to do a Switch Pro. Now... Where I think we're going to see this problem is we're already starting to, but we're going to see it more in 2022, 2023 if they don't, is because if you look at the Switch library when it first came out, a lot of the games were still being developed for 360 and PS3 and then brought over to the Switch. Now that's no longer the case. We have some PS4 and PS5 stuff. PS4 and Xbox One are both being phased out, right? Yeah. We're going to move to PS5. It's, we're able to get PS4 ports and Xbox One ports on the Switch. And, and done really well. Props to pa uh, Panic Button for sure. Um, but as it goes to PS5 only, Series X only, that's going to be harder and harder to do. Sure. Remember the Wii, as great as it was, <clears throat> 
it got as much of its library because the PS2 and the PSP existed. Developers were able to make a different version for the Wii and then market it also on PS2 and PSP to recoup costs. So Nintendo doesn't have those other systems right now. As they phase out PS4 and Xbox One, Nintendo needs to do something to get those third parties to port PS5 and Xbox One games over. Uh, And if they can't, they're going to lose out on those games. And it really depends on if they want those games or not, which I hopefully they do. Uh, I do think we're going to see something. I've been in the camp of Switch Pro for multiple years now. I'm in that camp no longer. I do not think we're going to see a Switch Pro. I think Nintendo's just going to go as is until the Switch 2. And if the Switch 2 is not backwards compatibility, I think it's going to be a huge misstep. I think it has to be backwards compatibility with the, the Switch. And I would love, personally, I would love to see on this level of PS5, Xbox Series X, especially portable they're never going to do it <laughs> they tried they did it with the gamecube and the gamecube failed they've learned oh we could we could do our own thing and they're just going to do that they're going to march to their beat of their own drum it's going to be amazing it's going to be gangbusters it's going to sell like hotcakes and it's going to have some fantastic titles as we all know but it will not compete as long as it's comparable enough to get those ports however Agreed. nintendo will then be in a good shape if we if they can't port ps5 and series x games over they're going to lose a lot of third parties because third parties have to make the question, do we make an entire new build for the Switch 2? Will that justify the cost of doing so? And if it won't, we're not going to see those games. And that's huge because if you are only a Nintendo gamer, um, you're going to miss out on them. And if Nintendo is your second console, are you buying those on Nintendo anyway? Which historically people don't. Historically, people buy Nintendo first party and indie stuff on Nintendo and those other games on other systems. Yep. I agree wholeheartedly. Well said, Barry. Um, and in fact, if you look at my notes, I think that's one of the things I said is, you know, third party support is waning, right? And for the exact reason you said is as as Series X and PS5 or Series S, Series consoles and PS5 take over and development slows and stops for Xbox One and PS4, it's just too much of a gap there, right? You, you yeah. just, yeah, it's it's too much trouble. Um, funny yeah, enough, yeah. Dano says, are we going to get the Nintendo Switch U? <laughs> no. no, I think they'll keep the Switch name yeah, like they did, sure. but I do not think they'll add in something stupid like the U. That was a terrible. And, and yeah. I get, if they got if they go new Nintendo Switch, I'm just throwing up my cans. Like that's it. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think well said, uh, Travis. Go for it. Yeah, I think um, I think the Switch Pro is a terrible idea. To be honest with you, um, I it it seems to me like chasing kind of this like high performance thing has never worked for nintendo and it's especially not going to work when they're making a mobile uh you know console we call it a console but let's be honest it's a mobile thing i've had this argument with lots of people where they go oh no the switch is a console it's not a handheld device because you can play it on your tv and i'm like yeah but that's never been core to the design like all the games have to be able to work on you know mobile only right and and backing me up in that argument is the fact that they released a version of the switch that you cannot connect to your tv and it plays all the games that you would play with a few exceptions there's like there's like two or three games that require connection to the the tv that you can't play on them but i i think like nintendo does best when they're not chasing the third party and not trying to compete in that space and just doing their own thing and i think people forget like Nintendo saved us from a terrible fate. Like, remember when everybody was talking about how we were all going to be playing 
all the handheld devices were going to die and we were all going to be playing on our phones. And that was just it. Like everyone just accepted that. And then Tendo was like, nah, no, nah, we're going to make this 3DS and it's just going to carry its own library of games for years. And then we're going to expand on that with the Switch. And I feel like they they saved us from this fate where there were no mobile handhelds except for your phone and you're just playing like shovelware all the time. Like, I mean, mm. you guys have played mobile games. Most of it is not good. I try not and, to. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think that um, I think Switch is in a really good spot right now. I think them trying to obviously there needs to be a hardware refresh at some point. But I think even if they made a Switch Pro today, what games would showcase it that you'd be happy to play at a higher resolution? Could the games that Nintendo makes even be played at a higher resolution than on the Switch? I feel like they're developing yeah. games for the Switch and they're operating at maximum capacity at the Switch and Nintendo doesn't really make any games that would benefit from a performance, you know, a high-end performance version of their console. And I just think for those of you who are into the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X ecosystem, the Switch probably isn't for you. Or if it is for you, you you're playing a certain different type of game on it, like an indie game or something where the performance doesn't matter. And if you want the high-end, Nintendo's never going to compete with the Series X, so why should they even try? It would be, you know, my argument. I, I think I think they're they're obviously crushing it on the switch, as you said, Ains. and I think that they will move at their own pace that they need to for the games that they want to make. But unless the switch is like preventing them from making the games that Nintendo wants to make, I don't really see any reason for them to, to even consider a switch pro for, I think for them, it's the opposite direction. How can we make the switch cheaper? How can we make it more accessible and still support the games that we want to make on it? Um, I do think there will be a, a refresh, a switch to, or something like that, but I think them trying switch. to go a super switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great name for it. Um, but I think them, and honestly, Nintendo might surprise us. They might just be like, no, we're not going to switch to, we're doing something completely different. How many times mm -hmm. has Nintendo done that with us? Like that's sort of their MO. Right. So I, I want Nintendo to be Nintendo. I do not want them to be PlayStation or Xbox. I want them to do their own thing because it's it's unique. It's not like anything else in the industry. And say what you want about them on the technical end, but their games are not like any other games out there. And I think there's value in that. I mean, that there's a reason that they have so many fans. And myself, like I'm, you know, I'm an Xbox main, but like I love Nintendo games and I just love that they're so different and weird. You can't play WarioWare on PlayStation. Why would you? Why would you want to? Like, it's great that that, that it's just an insane game made by. So we'll get to that. that I assume because you're you're shifting the game to the hardware now. Yeah, yeah. yeah but we'll anyway, I my point is, I think I think the hardware uh, chasing power is a mistake, and I think they're they probably know that. So. Yeah, I think um, I think you guys are right. You know, as you think about it more, we've been we have we've been talking about Switch Pro. There's been rumors of Switch Pro since 2019, um, but I think as as very eloquently said is that you know the, the next step is is whatever is next right i i agree i think you have to keep the switch name it's just too successful right the switch is just i mean it's world globally successful and backwards compatibility is a must right you have to be able to support the switch games i mean that's just that's the market we live in today um but you're you're right travis in the sense of there's no guarantees. If Nintendo has taught us anything with them, there's there there's no guarantees that Nintendo's going to do what you expect them to do. So uh, I am very curious to see what they do next. Um, it's interesting to think about. But I mean, it's hard to believe that we are three months from the Switch being five years old. 
uh, which is wild. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. But I mean, obviously, as yeah. as you said, Barry, things have to be in the works. They've probably been in the works for some time um, as to what's come, what's to come next. So interesting. All right. Um, you kind of started to shift over there. So let's talk games because I think games is the biggest conversation. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One more thing I forgot. I'm sorry. Is uh, Peter in the chat uh, did uh, compliment or comment on this as well, which is the uh-huh. cloud services. And people forget that, um, you know, Nintendo is dabbling in this space. And there are games that you can play via the cloud on the Switch side, which I think your casual fan probably doesn't even know. Um, but it is interesting to see Nintendo start to dabble here as well. So uh, it's going to be, I don't have any speculation here but it's going to be interesting if nothing else to see how nintendo kind of evolves this as they move into whatever their next generation is yeah my speculation for cloud services would be it's not a power play for nintendo i don't think i don't think nintendo because they don't even run their own cloud they use microsoft Azure. No, it's, like, it's accessibility yeah i think it's yeah. accessibility and i think if yeah. they can make their games easier more affordable uh, easier to access that sort of stuff uh, that's their play with the cloud is it's all accessibility. And, and, and Nintendo has been very good at that. That's why their products are so cheap. That's why their products appeal to a younger audience. Like they're, they're all about making games accessible. The Wii was being played by like grandmas and stuff. Like there's a whole generation yeah. of like older gamers that spawn because of Nintendo and their weird stuff that they do. So um, yeah, I think if they could, if they could find ways to use the cloud to make their games more accessible, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I don't think Nintendo themselves are going to use the cloud. I think, cloud is mainly their band-aid for those ports i was talking about from ps5 and series x it's oh we want them on the switch switch can't handle it here we'll do we'll do the cloud version and i was like all right we'll let that slide (laughs) and and like there's a lot of groans when cloud gaming is involved i mean on live failed stadia is somehow still alive but is not flourishing it's alive because Google has unlimited Google. resources. Um, you know, <laughs> I remember all their studios for Stadia? first party, like all the first, yeah, all the first party yeah. studios. Are gone. Yeah. I remember when they did the whole Sora announcement for Smash Brothers. Everyone was excited. And they're like, "Oh, Kingdom Hearts is coming," but it's the cloud version. Like you heard this collective groan. It was like when Sony <laughs> announced the Vita was going to have online, but only through AT and T. It was like that oh, that God. collective groan in the gaming field, like. Really, you can't get Kingdom Hearts natively on the Switch? Like, that was a PS2 game. How is that not natively on the Switch? Uh, right. and, and it's like, it's almost this, oh, this this easy r- route to get a game on the Switch. Uh, is it going to appeal to some people? Sure. Is it going to make some people happy? Yeah, but it's not going to reach the market it could if it was native. And I think they know that. I think it's almost like half-assing their assignment. The assignment is to get this game on the Switch, right? This is my half-ass ex- attempt to do it. <laughs> Does it work? Sure. If you have great internet, but it's not the same thing. It's almost like cheating. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the answer. I think it's going to be a good supplement in the time being. I would rather a game have a cloud version than not have it to make more accessibility for people. Um, more ways for people to play and enjoy some of these great games is always a plus. But I, I don't think Nintendo is going to rely on that. I yeah. think they're looking. Nintendo very much looks at the market. They're aware of Stadia. They were aware of OnLive. They're not. They're not unaware of these things. They see how well cloud gaming does, and it doesn't do well at all. <laughs> like the streaming has to be streamed game. Like it yeah. doesn't do well at all. At least yet, where yeah. we we all have this conversation on when you know 
when cloud gaming will be uh, as easily accessible as anything else. And there's a, there, yeah. there's a timeline there. I just, you know, who knows exactly what that is. Cause we've been talking I th- about I it think for it'll a while. Be, I think it'll be sooner than people think because of the pandemic. Now people's home internets are their business internets. Right. And you see like this massive push for people's internet infrastructure to be. So I I'm like, I, un- I understand this because I realize I'm in the 1% of internet. I get 10 gigabytes per second. It's like, you know, I'm living in a utopia when it comes to internet, but I also live in San Francisco. Most people don't have the same experience I have, but I, I don't think it'll be as long as people think it will be for a lot of people to have really fast internet. So there's, we'll but that, you're also in a metro area. There's plenty of rural areas where their, their internet speeds are nowhere near up yeah. to snuff and you don't want to alienate those players. Of course, but all the people that that used to live in San Francisco are moving to rural areas and doing their San Francisco jobs now. So I, I have a feeling that like you're going to start seeing these these uh, undeveloped areas with higher internet speeds. But that said, you're I hope right. So. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're you're right though. Like the vast majority of Americans, and if you look at international, it's even worse, right? Uh, of, of of people, they don't have uh, the, the internet speeds that they're going to need to do cloud gaming. But I don't think it'll be as long as people think it will. That's my, there's, there's a million nuances to that conversation, right? There's all sorts of different factors that factor into it, but yeah, but I, the points, I I think the point is cloud gaming will be there. It can be a supplement. Nintendo is not looking at it as, as as a primary, right? Um, For sure. To that point. So, um, good morning, Alex. Good to see you, man. Uh, thanks for always commenting and stopping by. Shizno, good morning. And, uh, who else jumped in? Pampa. Good morning, brother. All right, uh, so let's move over to games then, and uh, and what I put on my list here because what what I've always found most curious, Barry, and and this goes into the conversation we hear a lot of times, uh, which is true for me, but I don't like anecdotal kind of comments. I try to stay away, away from anecdotal data, so um, I don't know what the percentage is, um, but we've seen some surveys on this, which is for a percentage of people who own the Switch, it acts as their secondary console, right? Like. You, you're an Xbox main or you're a PlayStation main and you have a Switch as well. Um, and that could be the power of Nintendo, could be nostalgia, could be the IPs, could be whatever it is. Um, but one thing that has always kind of struck me as odd, just kind of standing, stepping back and looking at it, is Nintendo has their own IP. They obviously have extremely powerful IP and you know they do extremely well with their own game lineup. But as we've kind of touched on already, right, when you look at third-party support, uh, major third-party support, which ends up being like, we just had the Game Awards last week, right? Has it been a week, a week and a half ago? Um, and you look at the vast majority of the games that are recognized as Game of the Year or, you know, these major categories, action, platforming, what have you, right? And you look at games like, say, Resident Evil Village. Uh, I'm just throwing names out there now. Um, Psychonauts 2, I know, is on there, but like the the major third-party games. Um Connect the, is now um, Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, yeah, but it's on, it's on PlayStation and uh, Nintendo, though. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but I mean, there's a lot of AAA games. You talk about Forza and Halo. Even those, those are kind of first party as well, right? These other games that are awarded. But my point being is that there's a lot of AAA third party releases that don't make it to the Switch. Um, especially, you know, some of the most regarded games in the industry. And so what I've always kind of found interesting as I look over at the Switch is if you're a Switch primary gamer, that's your core platform, Does is that concerning? Does it bother you? And I'm not asking you directly, just a larger question, right? 
Is that concerning? Does it bother you? Does the Switch have such a unique lineup of its own that you're okay playing those games that are exclusive to the Switch? Um, you know, I think there's probably several answers there. But when I look at the first party releases for this year for Nintendo, you have uh, you have several remakes, right? Uh, which is Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury. You have Pokemon Snap returning, a new Mario Golf, uh, multiple Pokemon games. Mario Party Superstars returned with some classic courses, um, a couple Monster Hunters, etc. right? But if you think of something like, uh, I said Resident Evil Village, that's one example, but there's others, right? Like, what is your perspective on the Switch from a primary gaming platform not getting these major third-party games? I know you already touched on it with the, the new hardware. Um, but does that concern you? Does it bother you? Do you not worry about it because you have another avenue of playing that? Or do you think that is something that Nintendo does need to address? Um, that's a great question. If you watch Game of the Year, like, you know, Jeff Keighley's <laughs> Game Awards uh, right. over the past few years, actually probably since its inception when it was still on Spike TV, um, <laughs> the, uh, <clears throat> the majority of the games aren't on Nintendo platforms. Right. Like, they just... They aren't like every year, and you know I'm not going to say how they pick nominations and whatnot. And everybody has different tastes. Uh, does it hurt Nintendo? Yes and no. I say no because the sales are still fine. Sure. Yes, because it would always be beneficial to have those games on a Nintendo platform. Period. It it doesn't help to not have them. It can only help to have them. Sure. If they're doing this well without them, imagine what they could do with them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and obviously, everybody has different tastes in games. So if Nintendo, you know, the Switch is your only platform, does it hurt you not having those games? Well, that depends on you, the individual. Sure. If you say, oh, man, I really wish I could play that game, then yes. If you say, wow, I didn't even know those games came out because I either A, haven't had time to game, or B, I've had been so busy with all these other releases, um, then no. And the truth is, there's so many great games that come out every week, not even every month, every week. It's impossible to play them all and enjoy them all. We're going to miss them. That's why we all have backlogs. Whether you're physical, digital, doesn't matter. You have backlogs. There's always going to be games that you just don't have the time to play or don't have the time to finish. Uh, there's just so many great games. And it's a wonderful time to be alive. And it's a wonderful problem to have. Hashtag first world problems. <laughs> Too many games. Uh, I think that Nintendo could absolutely you know really go for those titles and i think they're starting to with the cloud again another band-aid you know guardians of the galaxy and you uh mm. it was it dying light 2 and and resident evil 7 is there so maybe resident evil 8 might join over okay i think that it's something that if nintendo wanted to address they would be addressing it at this point and i think that if you're watching the Game Awards and all you have is Nintendo and you look at those titles and say, wow, those nominees I've never played, but none of them look appealing to me, then it doesn't matter. If you look sure. at those nominees and go, oh, my God, those look amazing, then it matters. And it's all about subjective taste at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I, yeah. I Travis, you want to comment on that piece? Yeah, uh, I was just going to say, like, I don't, I don't know if third party would help uh, Nintendo that much at this point because everybody knows they're not going to run as well as the consoles that you have to connect and that you know weigh five times as much as the Switch and all that <laughs> stuff. You know, like it's just a it's a very different experience, right? So they're never going to 
look and perform as good as those consoles. And, and in the past, when Nintendo has tried to port games to their consoles that aren't as powerful, they have done terribly in sales. I mean, you could play Mass Effect 3 on the, was it Wii U? Wii yeah, U. Wii U, yeah. I think. Yep. Was it? That game did not sell well, right? There's been Call of Duty games you could play on the Switch platform or, or the Nintendo platforms that did not sell well. And well, some of those see, were just bad ports. You're talking Mass Effect 3. Ports. It wasn't a bad port. The problem with Mass Effect 3 sales is one one and two were not released on the Wii U. And yes. Mass Effect 3 yeah. and Wii U was also released the same time as the trilogy was released on the PS3 and 360 as a bundle deal for the same price. That's <laughs> so. true. <laughs> that, that, that was a problem. But uh, Mass Effect 2 uh was also not on the playstation platform or sorry mass effect one was not on the one. playstation platform yeah. until three as well or until two came out it had sort of the same problem did did a lot better in sales i just think that like when you see uh these games that don't look or play as well on the switch it, i think it kind of hurts their brand whereas if you just don't have the games at all you're just sort of like this is part of the deal man like you signed up to play the switch you're, these are switch games that are made for the switch by and large um so I, I mean, I think you're right that they will end up band-aiding these with the cloud. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe, maybe that will sort of be their their way to get you to play these games on their platform. But I kind of think that showing worse versions of existing games on your console does not really help you. And honestly, the players aren't really expecting that sort of thing anyway. Anybody who buys a Switch knows like part of the deal is I'm not gonna be playing Far Cry six on this. Like you just kind of accept that, right? Um, and and I, I don't know that it would help them if you could just play it in low res on the Switch. I kind of feel like just keep those games off your platform. You guys are doing fine. I worried back in the day, like in the Wii and Wii U days, that they were screwed because they were going to have no three, third-party support, but they were killing it without it. So now I'm just like, yeah, man, you do you. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to play those games on your platform anyway. I'm not going to, I'm never going to buy, you know, Assassin's Creed on this on the Nintendo console. Why, why would I ever do that, right? Like, you just buy it on the, the platform that, uh, performs better but uh yeah I, yeah and i think i, I think I, that's I because you fall into that camp we talked about where the switch you you already look at it as you're, your you're secondary right console. you're 100 percent right i'm just thinking yeah. like for the switch mains out there don't yeah. they kind of get that that's they kind of get that that's part of the pro part of the deal right that they're signing up yeah. for is a switch main like yeah i would assume so yeah yeah so the the other aspect i want to touch on here and and this one I always find funny. So I'm really curious to your perspective, Barry, because um, you you look at Nintendo's core IP, and I mean they're major, right? Which I, I guess would be fair to say Mario, Zelda, Metroid, Pokemon. And there's probably a few others that fall in there too, Donkey Kong maybe, Kirby. Um, but let, let's just look at the major, 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 major ones, right? Uh, <laughs> Xenoblade. So let's, let's take Mario for an example. Um, when you look at uh, oftentimes a lot of the conversation around long running series that are popular on other platforms. So uh, God of War may be a good example. I'm literally making this up as I go. So bear with me. So God of War, <laughs> God of War was long running series on PlayStation. Very popular, very uh, specific type of game, action, uh, you know, action adventure game, very uh, combat heavy. And it, not that it got stale, but it felt like it needed to change, right? So then we get 2018's spiritual reboot, if you will, of God of War. Uh, of absolutely brilliant game. One of the most awarded games of last gen. Uh, beloved by nearly everyone. Um, 
We see that in a lot of big franchises on uh, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, what have you, right? Other other parties. Um, I think one of the criticisms we hear oftentimes about uh, Nintendo, or at least I hear, or maybe I, I hold, is you look at games like Mario or maybe Zelda to a degree or Metroid, right? And it oftentimes feels like, okay, we're going to go rescue the princess again. Surprise, right? We've had 48 Mario games. I don't know how many there have been. But, you know, there's there's really no story there. And I'm not saying there has to be. Um, But when I looked at, like, uh, the game lineup from first party for the Switch this year, as I listed out here, right? And I started to think, okay, where am I really new or, or unique or kind of just new experiences, right? There's a lot of kind of rehashing, I guess, is the word it feels like anyway. And I don't know if that's fair, but that's what it feels like. Um, and you look at something like, uh, Mario Odyssey, which I think is a great game. I loved it. Uh, obviously we've talked about, uh, many people have talked about breath of the wild kind of trying to evolve Zelda. And I, I, I think, you know, even though I'm not a huge fan of it, I, I don't think there's any argument that they were successful at doing that. Um, <clears throat> so I guess where, I guess my question is, cause that's long winded. I apologize is really. Do you feel, as a as a core Nintendo fan, do you feel they need to evolve their long-running IPs more? Or are you happy that uh, they just continue to produce, even though they may be similar or feel like-to-like, uh, they're still high-quality games and you're fine with that? You know, what's your opinion um, on this? It's a good question. Well, first off, this year was the first year in a long time because in Nintendo Fuse, we do our game of the year and stuff. This was the first year that I did not put Nintendo in my top three in terms of games. Uh, I felt this was their weakest year on the Switch, period. Uh, The majority of the games were remakes or ports or with some added stuff. And there was some new stuff like, you know, Metroid Dread, of course, and then a new Pokemon Snap. Um, But there were few and far between. Uh, However, next year, I think is going to be killer. Next year, I think is going to be untouched by anybody, any other company. Uh, the lineup thus far that we know is just insane. Um, <clears throat> you got Bayonetta 3. You got Sequel okay. to Breath of the Wild. You got Kirby. You got Advance Wars 1 and 2. You've got the rumors of Xenoblade 1 and, you know, like a 3 or an export, which a lot of people didn't play X, so that's great. You have Metroid Prime 4 and possibly Metroid Prime Trilogy, which people have been clamoring for. Uh that that's just a uh, splatoon three is coming out that's just like the stuff we know about and this is not even the year like that alone is a killer year there's rumors of a new mario and mario odyssey 2 um you know if all these things come to fruition all these things come out next year is going to be just killer <laughs> just a killer year but it has to be because 2021 was in my opinion a terrible year overall I'm not saying the games are bad i'm just saying overall was just a terrible year uh as for evolution i think nintendo is constantly evolving their games and sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's drastic uh, but it's like when people say oh nintendo just keeps releasing the same mario game and they don't even the 3d marios have been different 64 is different than sunshine is different than odyssey galaxy mm-hmm. one and two are similar to each other but different from all the others yep. you know uh, the 3D world and 3D land are similar to each other, but are different than all the others. Bowser's Fury is like a, a hybrid of multiple styles. Uh, I love that. I love that these evolutions happen, and I think they're going to continue to do so. I think they have to. You know, Sequel to Breath of the Wild is going to be similar to Breath of the Wild using the same engine in the way that Majora's Mask was similar to Ocarina of Time using the same engine. But that's 
understandable. That should be understandable, at least at this point. But they're always changing up. Kirby is going to an open world for the first time. Open world platforming in Kirby. That hasn't happened, and that's a series that dated back to the original Game Boy. That's it, actually the first Kirby I'm interested in. No joke. Uh, I'm not I a Kirby it. fan, but I saw it, and I was like, this looks cool. I love Kirby. I love Kirby. But, but, th- but that's just one of those things. Like You can see they're changing things up. Uh, Metroid Dread is a return to form, but in a game that we've been waiting 19 years for, I don't think you can say like, oh, they're just releasing it again because it's been 19 years. There will be people alive today that have graduated high school that never existed with a brand new 2D Metroid game. Yeah. So so in that regards, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it because they need to. They need to bring it back to a core to evolve it further. Um, and they, I think Mercury Steam did a fantastic job. Um, building on what they did with Samus Returns, which was a remake, so it wasn't a brand new 2D Metroid, uh, and finally giving us the story, which is fantastic. I think if you look at their newer IPs, they're drastically different than what they've done before. Splatoon is a a very different IP than what they've done before. ARMS is a very different thing. I mean, granted, uh, you can look at Telero Boxer, and even Punch-Out is similar to ARMS, but we haven't had Punch Out since the Wii. We haven't Telero Boxer since the Virtual Boy. So, again, oh, they're, they're that's doing a deep something cut. new. Yeah, they're doing <laughs> something new. Uh, you look at Xenoblade. Xenoblade is phenomenal, phenomenal uh, RPG series and a brand new IP. And if you play the games, it's very different than anything that Nintendo has. It has mature themes, very mature themes. Uh, there's lots it's of death. Franchise. It's a fantastic franchise. Uh, <laughs> You know, you look at these things, you know, someone mentioned Golden Sun before. I would love to see Golden Sun come back again. Mm. That's, you know, in Camelot, they're still working with Camelot. I mean, but they also have the safe Mario Golf, Mario Tennis. You know, we haven't had a new Mario Kart because 8 Deluxe is just selling so well. They're not going to put out a new one. Yeah. Uh, you know, and th- that's that's what Nintendo builds on. They have it's like comfort food. They have that safe security where you know what you're getting into, but then they also deliver things onto you that you didn't know you wanted you had no idea oh i I had no idea i would want this and then they give it to you and we see that time and time and time again uh we saw it with the wii we saw it with the wii u we saw it with the ds the 3ds and the switch and we're going to continue they've got stuff planned you know look at look at uh pokemon legends arceus how long have we wanted an open world pokemon game and we're finally getting that i was dreaming about that when the the, the, the n64 was out talking about z targeting you know pokemon to catch them i was like fantasizing about like this would be so cool like like make it like the anime world where you could just run around we're finally getting that in 2022 as another another next year title mm. that's gonna yeah make, yeah that's true that'll be that's gonna be a bombshell no doubt and so, to, so. <laughs> to, to, to draw a parallel you'll understand it's really like our dream of having like an open halo game where you walk around the halo <laughs> ring. like this is the pokemon it's a bombshell like, yeah i understand so, yeah i understand so so you look at things like that nintendo and their partners are absolutely open to changing things up and they even take IP as like Luigi's Mansion. Like, where do you go from Luigi's Mansion when you have a mansion? Well, you went to having multiple mansions. Then you go to having a towering hotel with different floors that are like different environments. Fantastic uh, game, by the way. Fantastic. So I good. mean, that that's that's what they're doing. They're very innovative. And I think that's what keeps people coming back to Nintendo. Because you get that bit of familiarity, but then you also get something completely new. 
Sometimes it works like Luigi's Mansion 3 and sometimes it doesn't like Star Fox Zero. So they're not all hit or miss, <laughs> yeah. you know, all, all home runs. Yeah. But at least they're trying. And that's and then sometimes to a fault. I mean, uh, F-Zero, they've stated we're not doing another F-Zero because we can't think of a new gimmick to put it with. And all we want is a brand new F-Zero game. Give us new tracks and we're good. Uh, mm. it's, it's been a long time since GX. So, you know, sometimes they're stubborn with that. But I do have high hopes for 2022. I think I think if, if you haven't jumped into Nintendo's ecosystem yet and you're just getting a Switch this holiday, you've got an amazing killer lineup from 2017 till now to, to play. You're, you're not going to need another system at that point because you could just live off first-party Nintendo titles. <laughs> They're so good uh, just for, for since the Switch's launch. And uh, I like that even when they're doing these ports like 3D World, they're adding stuff. Like Bowser's Fury was, in my opinion, fantastic. It was short, but it was fantastic, and I had a ton of fun. And when I play video games, if I have a smile on my face, as far as that, they're doing something right. Like, I'm happy. That's what I want to do. I want to play. I want to escape. I want to just have fun. Fair enough. I think that's a a great answer. Um, And I think, you know, one of the things I've stressed and and some – the guys who watch this will laugh because I stressed on cast co-op as well is um, I think too often the gaming community gets into calling games bad or poor or worse words uh, when you could just say the game's not for me. Right. And I think as I've, you know, as I've gotten older and I've gotten refined in my taste, there's a lot of games like many of us that just aren't for me. Um, and so Pokemon is one of those games. Um, I've just never been able to get into it. I've bought multiple copies of Pokemon I bought the most recent one, on the, not the most recent now, but when it came out, what was it? Sword and Shield. Um, I bought for the Switch, and I tried, played it for a few hours. I just can't do it, and that's fine. Um, it's one of the biggest IPs in the world in gaming, um, and I know, like we said, the the uh, is it? How do you pronounce the new one? Arc Arceus 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 Arceus. Arceus. I say Arceus. I'm probably okay. saying. <laughs> well, Arceus, um, it's going to be a bombshell, like I said. I mean, that's going to just be incredible when that releases for people. Um, by the way, Jordan, you're going to need to leave now. We're done with the Breath of the Wild moments, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's a well uh, uh, well said answer, Barry. And I think that um, it goes back to a lot of what you touched on. There goes back to what we started with, which is. No matter what type of gamer you are, uh, there's something for everyone right now. It's just a fantastic, fantastic time to be a gamer, which is uh, it's amazing. Travis, Barry, you want to touch on? When is the next uh, Ace Attorney game coming out? That's what the fans really want to know. <laughs> hey, we just got two this year, right? Yeah, but th- those were ports of old games. When's the? <laughs> we, you know what? You, you know which one we're talking about. We're talking about Spirit of Justice sequel. When's that coming? Uh, you know, I don't yeah, know when. Got, uh, come on, man! You own every game. Your catalog and stuff. <laughs> I'm so happy that we're getting more Legend of Heroes games out in America, okay? Uh, Ace Attorney could sit back for a while. I'll take the Legend no. of Heroes game. Come on, man. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say ignorant things like that. Ace Attorney needs to come out now. Also, why don't, why don't we have Dual Destinies and Spirit of Justice on the Switch? I don't understand. What, what's why didn't we get them physically on the Switch, except if you imported from I Asia? I don't for care the about physically. Switch. Why don't we get them, period? <laughs> why don't we get them, period, for the Switch? I don't understand that. Yeah. You know, I talked to Capcom. Capcom, or I like to call them Crapcom lately, is uh, very out of touch with what the gamers want. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, look at what they did with Resident Evil, right? They gave us they gave a zero one and two on and four on the switch but they only made zero one physical but in reality it was just 
uh, I think zero physical and one was a download code. People complain, yeah. well, we want four physical. And they're like, all right, here we go with the Resident Evil triple pack. Here's four physical with five and six, but five and six are download codes. And it's like, are you listening <laughs> to us at all? <laughs> we want them all physical, you know, not just four. Uh, they, they're out of touch. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, so. Good comment by Jordan here. I guess he didn't leave. But Barry, what you said was compelling and framed in a very positive way about Nintendo. I'm actually, I'm admittedly jaded by them after the past 18 months. I, hey, you know what? I'm jaded by a lot of the stuff too, but you have to look at things from different perspectives. Uh, you know, Nintendo is going to march to the beat of their own drum, much to our frustration, much to our delight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are things that they're going to do and they're going to, we're going to all just be like, wow, that's brilliant. And then there are going to be things that they do and we're going to scratch our heads and go vitality sensor. What the f are you doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's just Nintendo <laughs> and, and, and for it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's part of that love hate relationship. It's, it's, yeah. we're, it's what watching Nintendo direct. And then look at the comments. You're going to see people go, that was a 10 out of 10. You're going to see people that was a 2 out of 10. There's never going to be people that are happy, like, all the time. And there's never yeah. going to be people that are upset all the time. You know, the, the way he said that, Travis, just literally I was hearing in my head destiny. Because it sounds like it sounds very similar to where there's some people who are amazed and some people yeah, who are yeah. frustrated. And there's, you know, there's all, uh, everything in and, between. And, and within the Nintendo community and the Destiny community, there's a lot of Stockholm Syndrome going on. There's a lot <laughs> of like, you know, uh, this, is, this is not a healthy relationship. <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, he gets me. You know? I, well, I, <laughs> I always say this. Nintendo can come with that with a Nintendo Direct. They can announce... 50 amazing titles and then at the end of it say here's one last surprise for everybody one more thing that one more thing is we're sending everybody in the world five nintendo switches we're sending them every game that ever came out on the switch for free we're every game we just showed off we're going to give you for free by the way the mailman is right at your door right now about to ring the doorbell with this amazing package yeah. we're also going to throw in a billion dollars and there will still be people who will complain so that's the Nintendo fan. <clears throat> Why wasn't it two billion? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the type of thing. Every time you watch a Nintendo Direct, just look at the comments, and that mm -hmm. that's that's what you get. You, yeah, you rarely see people completely satisfied. Personally, yeah. I'm kind of happy that Nintendo hasn't been going super hard the past eighteen months because there's been so many games I'm behind on. Like, thank you, Nintendo, for not coming out with games this year because, like, I need to play my Halo. Like, I, thank you so much. Uh, so I, next year is scary, dude, because if Nintendo goes as hard as you're saying, Barry, and then on top of that, PlayStation's going to be coming out fighting and Xbox refuses to die. Like, it's just going to be... I really do think chaos. 2022 will be... 2022. It has potential to be the best gaming year we've ever had. Like oh, when yeah. you just look yeah. at across it everything, be. it's unbelievable. It could, well, it's it could also be the worst. Play devil's advocate there. What if all of these games come out and they're all bad? That would be <laughs> they're terrible. all broken. Oh, they're God. all terrible. Horizon. They're all Grand Theft Auto trilogy. Yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, you got you know, on PlayStation side, you got God of War, you got Horizon Two. Um, you know, you got some killer games there too. Yeah, uh, and that's. Destiny, oh, the right. Witch Queen, St oh, Starfield, Redfall, Starfield comes out yeah. next year. Yeah, we've talked about yeah. it. It's just... But see, that's the thing. Everybody has different titles that they love, you know, yep. and that's the beauty. Like you can, like <laughs> I see all these people going crazy for Elden Ring, right? Yeah. All the pre-orders are selling out. I don't care about Elden Ring personally. Mm. I, I don't. But I don't know how you got on this show, Barry, but we'll figure that out. <laughs> it is, it is, but it's it's not something like I'm not a big Souls guy. Sure. 
but give me the new Legend of Heroes that's coming out. Finally getting the crossbow games over. Forget about it. I'm there. You know, give me a Xenoblade 3. I'm there. Give me a new Tales of game. I'm there. Like, Tales oh, of Arise boy. was amazing this year. Like, oh, truly amazing. But the boy that's hates the- Western RPGs, and he hates I them. know. I know. Hey, it's, yeah. you know, what's what funny. What are talking about? I love Mass Effect. I love Dragon Age. There you, you go. Know, I love old, old Blizzard. I love the old. Starfield? Are you going to play Starfield? Possibly. I played Skyrim, Oblivion, you know, all those. Uh, will I finish Starfield is a different story because <laughs> I never finished the others because I just got sidetracked by the billion other things to do. Yeah. Is Outer Worlds 2 also coming out next year or is that No, there's away? no date no. on it. No date on it. I, I would assume not next year. My, my thing is I'm not a big first person fan. <clears throat> um, oh, I okay. used to like first person, but then I started getting vertigo. Uh, when I played first person, it started making me dizzy. So if a game is making me physically ill, um, and it good. takes, then then I I really don't like to play <laughs> those anymore. Uh, but that's fine because everybody has their own tastes, and that's the yeah. beauty of gaming. There's always something, and and if someone doesn't enjoy a game that you love, that's fine too. Yep. Because you know their their enjoyment of the game should not determine your enjoyment of the game. You say no. That means yeah. we, we uh, clearly you need. Like Destiny, yeah. I I will I will come to your house and murder you. I, I I bought Destiny after. when it came out. I got the collector's edition, like not the the ghost one, but the the steelbook hard one. I played it, and exactly. it just didn't do amazing things for me. So I played it for a bit, yeah. and I stopped. I gave it a try. Oh, well, for first of all, the original Destiny did not do amazing things for anyone. No one <laughs> bought that game. And was like, wow, this is great. I reviewed that game. I gave it a six out of ten. Like. <laughs> Like it's not, I think we uh, I think we talked about that. I think we gave it a six two or or yeah. I think you guys gave the, the exact same or the two. I don't remember, but um, Jordan said if Elden Ring flops, the world immediately ends. Yeah. <laughs> In Elden See, that's Ring the, fashion, but that's the thing. There's just not enough time. Like I'm, I still haven't finished Shin Megami Tensei five, and I want to finish that. But Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker came out, so I'm like, well, now I got to play that. Yeah, and then Denkenrampa S came out, and I still haven't touched that. And like, and that's not even touching all the thousands of other games that came out. Those are just the ones I want to play. Uh, everyone has different tastes, and that's just the beauty of it. And you know what? If you don't get to play Elden Ring this year, something happens. You can play it next year because it's still going to be there. Yeah. So it's okay yeah. to play older games in a backlog. It's true. It's true. Everyone has different tastes, but I think we can all agree. Some people's tastes are better than others. I mean, <laughs> some people have bad tastes. I mean, You're right. You know what? There's going to be an army of people who love Nerf Legends that is going to come over true. here and <laughs> go after you. Yeah. You should look and for a Nerf people... Legends subreddit and see if a community develops. Oh, dude, no way that exists. You know how I know that doesn't exist? Because you can't play the multiplayer because no one's playing the game. Like, if you try to enter a multiplayer match, it doesn't work. So there's no way. Oh, no boy. Way. Um, Timmy, good to see you, man. Dash, good morning. Good to see you guys. All right. So we've covered games pretty uh, pretty well there. I'd like to talk about uh, online functionality. Um, Nintendo... Uh, I think it's fair to say has been, you know, they've been behind on the online, right? Uh, in, in the console space, Xbox has kind of led the charge. I think that's universally agreed, and they continue to. PlayStation, uh, you know, I would say is right there in the middle where they they follow suit, and they've done, you know, PS Now. They've done a few things of their own over the years. Nintendo's always been a little behind in this regard, and I would argue that Nintendo Online as it exists at this moment is uh, far, far behind. I don't even know if that's an argument, really, but... Um, <clears throat> You, the thing that uh, kind of frustrates me there is, per, again, personally, it's all personal opinion. I've always been a big online gamer uh, f- since literally the late 90s on PC. And um, 
what excited me when they started talking about Switch Online a couple years ago now, and I'm sure, Barry, you may remember this more than me, but I know there was a quote, and I can't remember. I want to say it might have been Reggie before he left. I don't think it was Doug. Um, but talking about, you know, if you remember, they delayed the launch of Switch Online because they started talking about, well, it's not quite ready and we want to do something truly special. I know I know there's some quotes around this and offer something unique. And then it comes out and it's pretty much what they originally said um, for the most part. And they haven't really done a lot with it since then. There's been updates, there's been improvements, no doubt. But I'm talking about really kind of pushing that bar. And so I come back to a very similar question we've asked about hardware and games, which is... Um, Online is behind on the Switch. It's not as fully featured as it is uh, on Xbox or PlayStation. It's not as simple to use as it is on Xbox and PlayStation. Um, you know, it's not as just easy to just jump in, jump in with 10 of your friends, chat and play different games, play the same game, what have you, right? Um, is that a problem? Is the Nintendo community clamoring? Because uh, you're, again, you're much closer to it than me. Clamoring for improvements in this space or... Are we in another situation where, from a Switch perspective, it doesn't, you know, it matters, but not to the same degree as if they, uh, as, say, Xbox, PlayStation, or elsewhere? What, you know, what do you think there? Oh, 100%. They, you know, everybody wants stable internet. I mean, just, just watch someone play a Smash Brothers, you know, round and they lose due to lag, and you watch the controller start flying. I mean, <laughs> I, you know. You're playing Mario Kart and you you throw a red shell and it's about to hit them and suddenly like they jump ahead and the, the red shell misses and it's like wait what what the heck I should be in first place now, um obviously 100 percent I don't think there's a person out there that, that that's saying and I could be wrong there's always that one outlier going I absolutely like terrible internet when I'm playing my <laughs> games, um I don't think that we're gonna deal with that I think everybody wants stable internet to play online games I think everybody wants stable internet when downloading games, um. That that should go without saying, especially especially now that we're paying for it. With the Wii and the Wii U, it was a little bit different story. We still wanted, you know, we wanted uh, you know stable internet, but it was also we got what we paid for, right? We didn't pay anything. We got it for free. Um, we got what we paid for. Um, now we're paying for it, and now it's a little bit of a more skewed thing, especially with Microsoft, like you said, leading the charge. You know. They were the first ones online, and they did it the best. And as far as I'm concerned, they're still doing it the best. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Sony, you know, had a rocky start and then came up afterwards and, and is doing a lot better. So I do think Nintendo needs help in that regards. I don't know why this is still a problem in 2021, about to be 2022. Uh, I almost feel like I want to reach – and I'm not a big online gamer. I, I play, you know, Final Fantasy 14, but outside of that, I don't really do online stuff. I, I'm a single-player guy. I like to just be at the mercy of myself and not at others. Okay. Um, but but I do wonder why somebody in Nintendo hasn't said, let's call in an extra firm that, that specializes in this. Let's spend them extra money. Let's get this up to snuff. Maybe it's the, you know, the shortages going on in the world that's preventing them from doing everything they want to do at this point. Uh, in which case, if that's the case there should never have had this issue because it should have been addressed years ago. But at least it would be being addressed. And as long as it is getting addressed, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, some people love, you know, Game Pass or I don't know anybody that really loved PlayStation now. I know they're, they're <laughs> changing it up into yeah. this new formation with PS Plus. Um, you know, remember Nintendo always wanted to do 
weird in their own things. Remember, remember Nintendo TV? Yeah. Where they did with the Wii U and they turned it into a TV remote yep. and all that stuff. Like Nintendo is, is weird. And Microsoft did something similar where you can connect your cable box through and you could use voice commands. And that worked yeah. horribly. <laughs> <laughs> that worked horribly, at least from in my experience. And it was always annoying. If I wanted to watch TV, I had to turn on the Xbox first. It was like so weird. Uh, just to <laughs> just go to the, the channel. Like, on. oh. Easy. <clears throat> but, yeah, but I just wanted to put in a, a one one enter and then be done. I don't need the remote anymore after that point. Let me just turn on the TV. Um, sure. But yeah, it was it was like one extra step, and I was it was, but it was it was like looking into how could we be different, and that's what Nintendo does best. The problem is is they're not addressing the elephant in the room, which is their online, and. I really hope they up it. I know with the expansion pack, it caused a lot of controversy over the price, over what you got for it. Yeah. Uh, happily, they're addressing it. They actually got more Genesis games. Came out some bangers too. Came out on on Genesis and and Paper Mario on on sixty four. Um, I like I like that. Buy those separately, right? If you don't do the no, if you don't want no, to do their no, those are, service, those are just on there. But I like I like the way they do those systems online. Like the emulation may not be the best, but I like the ease of use. Uh, and it, uh, you know, in some cases, it allows people to play games that are quite expensive that they wouldn't be able to play otherwise legally. Of course, there's always the I can play right. them on my computer emulation. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm talking legally. Um, <laughs> is it the best system? No. But it's certainly, you know, a system, and it does work uh, in that regards. It certainly uh, is a system. Put it on the box art. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> is a system. I, I do want to see them evolve. I do want to see them, you know, grow. I feel like Virtual Console was we, – we got more games Virtual Console every week than we, we do now. Like, we get games so sporadically – what the hell? <laughs> Why was Virtual Console able to deliver to you? Were you just putting more resources into that department? Do you feel you don't need to put the resources into this department uh, because you're not getting, you know, the extra income? I don't know, but I do think they need to bring in somebody, at the very least, to say like, "All right, let's look at your internet. Let's fix this. Let's because Smash is huge, Mario Kart yeah. is huge. There's no denying that. Those need to have stable internet to play." There's a, a millions upon millions upon millions of players out there that do play online every day. Like that's their way of unwinding. And you know, if you play a game and you lose because of your own fault, it's frustrating, but it's your own fault. If you lose because of something outside of your control, that's far worse because you've, you're robbed of what could have been and you'll never know what could have been. So you don't want to be robbed of that. And and when you, like Smash, if you have four players or even eight players, you're depending on everybody's internet. It's, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, I've said before, and I know some of the, even people in the chat that I play with, uh, we've joked about like Mario Kart and it would, how nice it would be if we, it was as simple as like Xbox, right? Or PlayStation, you just turn on the Switch, jump in a party chat and play Mario Kart with, you know, eight friends or something. That'd be amazing, but it's just not that easy. Uh, and it doesn't work that well. And it's just it's frustrating. And I think a, a lot of these conversation points we're talking about from hardware to uh, online, I think, in particular, is frustrating to me because it goes back to what we said about how successful Nintendo is. It's not like they don't have the money to do this or the revenue to do this. I mean, their their quarterly revenue um, is is astronomical right now. In fact, I went back and looked in this uh, the last report. So the third quarter of this year, they're operating profit, profit, not revenue. Profit was two billion. 
Yeah. Um, and it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> you, you know, there, there's there's a lot of investment you can be making in this space, clearly. So uh, why are we not doing it, you know? There's um, also uh, one other elephant in the room. Go for it. Which is this. Oh, the exactly. Nintendo Switch Online app. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, you need an app to talk to people or use Discord <laughs> instead of internal system right there yeah. built in. Uh, I see... Uh, Talking uh, uh, in the chat, I see DE asking, "What don't know any Nintendo game that wants party chat. Mario Party is the one that instantly comes to mind. You're going to play Mario Party online with your friends or your family. Maybe this holiday you can't all get together. Uh, being able to chat while playing, that's half the fun. Yeah. Like that, that's half the 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 appeal is trash talking each other. And, you know, <laughs> obviously it's not going to be the same as, you know, so, someone steals your star. You can't just reach over and punch them in the arm or something like that. <laughs> but at least you can curse them out like a son of a, you know, <laughs> in voice chat <laughs> as they happily take your star and win the game. Yeah. Um, that's, that's part of the fun is you're right. You know, you, that communication, that vocal communication. And again, that's something where Nintendo's, it's, it almost feels like a Band-Aid. Right, it's a band-aid solution. How do we do this? Oh, we'll use your phone. Everybody's got a smartphone, so use that instead of natively putting something in. That's a band-aid. Does it yeah. work? Yes. You know, we were uh, doing Animal Crossing. Another one talking about party chat. Animal Crossing, the app worked really well. I did, I did going over people's villages and how and, and islands and talking to them at the app. It was great. But then when you leave the island, it cuts off. You can't even continue a conversation. <laughs> it's like, nope, you're done talking now. I'm like, wait, I still want to talk to my friend. I'm just done on their island. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, you, you touched on it. That's that's kind of my complaints from the outside looking in because I, I, I don't play those games uh, with any type of online. But it's for that reason, right? It's just not, it's not accessible. Uh, and, yeah, it's frustrating. So, yeah. uh, Travis, I don't know if you want to add anything there, man. Yeah, my my thing is I I know I I stick up for Nintendo because I'm a I'm a fan of theirs. I like the games and I like that they're unique. I support their uniqueness, but this is one area where like something's got to give. <laughs> it's, it's awful. It's really bad. Uh, and and I think uh, it's not it's not it's not different in the way Nintendo's different in a lot of ways. Like I, I will totally stick by them on the power thing. I will totally stick by them on their games being different and unique and not having third party and all that stuff. Like I, I think all of that is like strategic, but bad online has really no advantages. It is all just bad. It, it, it's not cute. It's not like cool and unique and quirky. It's just not good. Right. And, and I think needs, uh, needs overhauling really badly. Um, and they're also, you can't say right now that they're not making games that aren't online and require chat. Dude, Splatoon is huge. You know how many kids love to play Splatoon? Yeah, in that oh, game, yeah. you know, that game's that game could benefit <laughs> real bad from a party chat system on the Switch. Um, I and so there, yeah, there's like a they're they're stepping into this world of making online multiplayer games and experiences that aren't necessarily all about couch co-op or you bring your switch to your party. Still a lot of people do that, but especially in the COVID era, there's a lot less of that happening. And I think now is the time, if, if, there, if there ever was a time, that you really, really need to actually invest in internet infrastructure. And I'm convinced the Nintendo servers are, you know, just like five potatoes connected to a car battery. <laughs> like, it, it, it is not a good situation there. So, um, yeah, they, uh, 
this is one area Nintendo where like I'm just gonna I'm gonna beat the drum of you need to you need to fix your your shit because this is yeah. yeah it's not it's not good it's not helping anybody so I have to wonder going back to our conversation around whatever's next after the switch right if that comes in 2023 or whatever it may be I have to wonder if they're gonna introduce a super switch like we talked about right so you retain everything that the switch is today but you introduce kind of this layer right you kind of have a new UI increase online functionality party chat type features that's if i had kind of my want out of the next switch that's what i would want to see for sure just a more fully featured platform i guess is what i'm saying because you know when you when you do turn on your when you (laughs) when you do turn on your switch and and the ui pops up and you know the, the ui itself is extremely limited it's simple it's direct it's easy to use those are good things but from a functionality perspective, it is very limited compared to what we see on other platforms. So, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe they're going to use that as a selling point for the next Switch, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you that's wanted fine. Wii in HD? Well, Wii U selling point is in HD. You wanted uh, good internet on the Switch? Well, selling point of Switch 2 is better internet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if they came out with a Switch even today that... You know, I know I'm stuck on the whole power thing, but the, whatever the next iteration of hardware is with a new UI and better online functionality, I'd buy it on day one. And I'm not even playing my Switch right now much. So I, I'd be there. There's there's a lot of questionable <laughs> things. I mean, we don't even have folders still. And folders were on the 3DS. Right. We don't have themes. Themes were on the 3DS. Heck, they even made the whole Nintendo Badge Arcade where you can play every day and get little different icons to then make a custom UI for yourself. And yeah. and that was fantastic. And, you know, the, the, there are now assist trophy in Smash Brothers. But why don't you do that in Switch? That would be a killer. If you could customize your UI on the Switch with over almost 100 million units, that would be insane. Yeah. Well, I think that's, uh, you know, I think it was Shizno in the chat who mentioned, uh, and I forgot to bring this up earlier because I forgot the name of it, uh, but Virtual Console was a great example, yeah. right? It's like uh, that was one of, I think, the most egregious things going from Wii to Wii U to Switch was just Virtual Console was gone. Um, and yeah. it's just like, man, people loved Virtual Console and it had some great games, classics, right? And and people had paid for that content and it's just not there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I hope and I'm, I'd like to say I'm confident as we've joked during this entire conversation, Nintendo <laughs> does their own thing. So you never know. But I, I, I would guess that whatever they do with the next Switch um the the whole backwards compatibility we touched on it right all everything has to move forward and you're just adding to the feature set you're not losing anything i think that has to be true yes yeah yeah agreed unless they go and they make something completely new yeah don't do it nintendo (laughs) Nintendo (laughs) or maybe do it i don't know it depends what it is yeah see exactly you don't know it it could be something (laughs) we we never thought about yeah. The Nintendo, the new Nintendo with matter transportation abilities. <laughs> we want the couch co-op could, so badly, we're going to teleport you to their house. <laughs> I could, I could see them. You know, one thing they have been doing that I could see them chasing, and nobody would see it coming. It would just be like a thing that were like, "What is Nintendo doing?" And then it would, and then it would sell out. Is them making a console that's all about that augmented re- reality stuff they've been doing? Because that, uh, that like Mario racing game yeah. where you drive the Mario around your kitchen, yeah. that was like yeah, yeah. huge. And I, I feel, I feel like Nintendo probably sees stuff like that and goes, "Oh, dude, that's like the new board game that we're just gonna," you know. Like, <laughs> Nintendo feels like they're like a classic like board game company who like accidentally yeah. fell into video games. But like, I could, I could well, totally see them just like doing. Nintendo something Nintendo like always does. Look at Labo, right? Yes. Yeah. You want to talk about out of left field? Yeah. 
I can see them doing VR too randomly. Or now we're well, a VR did. platform. Labo VR. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bizzle said they added Ethernet port so you could connect to the five potatoes faster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that so was a selling point to the new dock. I know that's that, what that is. That port though, that Ethernet port is a signal that they're I think they're gonna take internet more more seriously because I I bought hmm. that uh OLED because I really prefer wired connection and uh I I mean that's that's a big you, selling. You do know there's an adapter you could buy for the original Switch that does the yeah, exact but, same thing, right? Yeah, but I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to MacGyver my way into online. <laughs> so if, if they're not taking their own internet seriously, I don't think me taking it seriously is going to help at all. And <laughs> the, the fact the fact that they put the Ethernet port means that they're actually thinking about it. That's why all, I, I all they did is remove it. the USB port instead, which is what you use to connect the Ethernet adapter in the original Switch is the, that same USB yes. port. But when you put an USB port and not an Ethernet <laughs> port onto your console, it tells me a certain thing about what your priorities are as a company. Yeah. And so I'm not going to buy the Ethernet adapter if the, if that's how you want me to. to and Nintendo looked at that. They they call that efficient. That's what they call it. <laughs> so yeah. uh, see, I was fine with that Ethernet adapter. I was just mad that it didn't output more power. <laughs> like that's what I wanted no. out of a new dock because I play 99% docks. I wanted more power. Mm. That's yeah. so crazy. You play 99% docked, by the way. Yep. Danes and I are like a never docked Switch player, I believe. Yeah, always docked. I you? play everything Danes? docked. No, I oh, play I always you docked. You only play it when you're when you're on the go. No, yeah, that was no, that was that was my plan or wish for the Switch, but I don't. I, I play everything docked. I played Metroid Dread wow. 100% docked. Yeah, I, I honestly, never played I, it portable. I've, I've played Met. I've played the Nintendo Switch docked maybe like twice, and I. I don't understand why anybody because if you're at your TV, like you have more powerful consoles. You know what I mean? Like that's because why you I can't only play, play Metroid Dread on a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> why. But but if you play it, you could play a different game on a PlayStation, and then once you're on the bus, but if you want you to play it. Metroid Dread, like that's what I want to play today. I'm not going to sit down and go. Well, I really, really want to play Metroid Dread, but Travis says I should play my PlayStation instead, so I'm not going to play the game I want to play. Like no, play yeah. what you want to play. I, 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 prefer I 100% agree, but I have like a priority list and there's like 500 games that are top priority and some of them I can only play when I'm portable and some I can only play at the home. So I'm going to like prioritize. What if you're not portable? The, like what if you're uh, not going anywhere? That's what I was going to say, Travis. I think my problem is nowadays, no life, I, I literally have no portable. I have no portable time. Like there's never a time where I'm somewhere else where I could play games. Yeah. That's, Every time I'm out, I have other things to do. All my Switch gaming time was on the the subway on my way to work huh. and now I work from home because of covid and it's like yeah. now my my usage of the switch has plummeted since covid <laughs> and I'm just like I'm like when am I going to catch up on all these switch games so I did play one thing portable this year Ace Attorney no. Yeah. When you recommended I, I got him it to, to try me. Ace Attorney and it did, did not stick because It uh, did not stick. The, it did not stick because Forza came out the next week. I kind of got screwed <laughs> on that one. Yeah, there was, there was really no chance it was I was going to win that one. Yeah, I tried it though. I did buy it. I tried it. You said you liked um, it. It's just you don't have to I did. for it, right? I did. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, yeah, no we don't have to stay on that. But yeah, it's the same thing. Now that I'm sitting here at home, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, um, so one one final question I'll just put out there. We've kind of half touched on this, but. Barry, I'd like to hear from you because I'm sure you and your audience have talked about this, but point blank asking, when you think about the next Switch, um, what do you personally want to see? Like, what does your community 
what 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 do you kind of you and your audience and you know the people you talk to who are again closer to this what do you guys want to see out of the next switch i mean there's All no console i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> there's there's no like definitive answer because everyone sure. wants different things uh and i, I don't want to speak for anybody but myself uh, uh definitely has to have physical media continue on uh, and and backwards compatible with switch carts even if even if they use a different medium for whatever system at least have a switch cart port to yep. play those games kind of like the the you know the Wii had a whole gamecube side to play gamecube stuff uh have to have to do that the switch library is just too big uh, to avoid that and now it gives you instant library for people who didn't get a switch they instant library uh definitely more power um i would settle for me nothing less than a ps4 pro xbox one x okay. level okay like because of you need to be able to have those ports if it doesn't have those those ports you're you're almost dead on arrival i mean look at the wii u as a prime example that was one of the things that went down it, it had 360 and ps3 ports for the first year or two of its life and then after that it was nothing uh you absolutely need to have that to make it easy for third party. You, the easier it is to get games on your system, the more games you get in your system, the more the, the happier people are. That's number two. Number three, internet has to have you know stable internet to be able to play these games. Whether you want to play them or not, it has to be there. Um, both handheld and docked. If it is another hybrid, and I do think it's going to be another hybrid. I think Nintendo's always dominated the portable. Um, I think everyone can agree there. Even even when the PSP did really well, it didn't do anything compared to what the DS did. Uh, so it has. To, I think they're going to do another hybrid. I think they're not going to split themselves into a you know console handheld anymore. Right. And uh, really, just stable controls. Something again, ease of port. You know, the gimmicks. There's always going to be that gimmick. I don't. Sometimes those gimmicks are great, but I don't want forced gimmicks. Unless it's a tech demo, like one, two, switch, fine. Uh, you know, I don't like having to do things like I mentioned before, Star Fox Zero. I think a lot more people would have enjoyed Star Fox Zero if it was just a traditional Star Fox without having to use the gamepad. Uh, you know, uh, Pokemon Let's Go, a lot of people don't. That's one game I actually played uh, portable because with portable, you could just flick as opposed to when you're playing on the dock, you have to use the joy cons with a pokeball controller and you have to motion control. And I was always like, Oh man, I'm, I'm throwing this way and it's going this way. And like, screw it. I'm playing a portable. It was a hundred percent easier. Uh, no, none of those gimmicks. You can still have motion controls, you know, do you think ring fit is obviously very successful. Just dance is still successful. Uh, you know, there does a fitness boxing that's doing well, uh, stuff like that. Sure. You know, Wii Sports, get a Wii Sports port in there. I mean, they did the cl uh, Clubhouse Games, had like Wii Bowling style in there. Get get a Wii Sports uh, revival up there. I know some people would love that. Sure, fine. But allow traditional controls as well. Don't force those gimmicks. And and give us, like, just build up that library. Like, bring back games. Golden Sun was mentioned. Bring that back. Bring back F-Zero. Bring back Star Fox. You know, Bring these IPs, Kid Icarus, you know, so many that Mock Rider, Urban Champion. Let's get new new versions of those. And you know, I'd love to see what they can do with that power because we haven't seen some of those franchises in forever. Fair. 
I think you, uh, yeah, I think you nailed all the big points there. So uh, I was trying to think if there's anything I wanted to add to that list, Travis. Is there anything you would add as you think about what you yeah. want next out of the next hardware iteration? Yeah, honestly, my list is a lot smaller than his. I, I mean, clearly he's got a lot he wants uh, from Nintendo, but for me, it's just fix the Joy-Con drift. Make sure your hardware is actually more reliable for longer. Take the internet seriously, especially if you're going to be charging people for it. And don't chase the other players in the gaming space. Don't do a game pass. Don't try to be the power player. Just do your own thing. Nintendo be Nintendo. And that's it. Other than that, vitality sensors for everyone. <laughs> Bizzle hey, said, I want a hey, good morning, Bizzle. He said, I want a good reimagining of Rygar. Rygar's yeah. classic, man. That's going way back. Nice. That's not Nintendo IP, though. No, that was. God, I can, I can picture the box, but I can't picture the company now. It was on the Wii. They brought it back for the Wii. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm pretty much in the same space, man. I, I've kind of preached about power, uh, not to say it has to be Series X, PS5, like you said. I think just a, just a stronger console in general. It has to be, right? Um, to get more of those third-party ports. He actually said 1X PS4 Pro power right. as his yeah. target. Yeah. Not yeah, not exactly. Series X or five, but at least below that, like at the bare minimum, because then you could start porting some of those games over yeah. as well that Nintendo fans never got to experience from the PS4 and the PS5 generation, and you sure. you get a whole new audience, and they they won't have to be, you know, there won't be as many compromises. It'll be easier to port, and if they are porting a PS5 or a Series X game, dropping it down to PS4 Pro, Xbox One X levels won't be as much of a you know sacrifice. It's not that big of a yeah. gap in terms. If they could I have to wonder Red Dead Two to work on the the new Switch, I would be. See? Then you then you've got me. Then there you, got you go. Me. Could yeah. do it. <laughs> um, you know what's interesting as you, as you guys were just saying that, I thought to myself, you know, the the biggest trouble with, or, or maybe not biggest, but one of the hardest things for them, I'm sure, from an engineering standpoint, is the portability factor because you have to fit all of this in a compact, easy to hold, uh, ergonomic case, right? That also has to have a screen. And you have to have all the processing hardware there. That's where the Switch was. And now, as we know, we have the Steam Deck coming, which uh, has at least shown it's not out in the wild yet, but from everything we've read from people who have had their hands on it, is you know a pretty powerful PC. Again, it's not up to Series X spec and PS5 spec. It's not your top gaming PC, but it can run all the modern games to some degree, right? Even if it's slightly lower settings. It is also, from what we've seen, a lot chunkier than a Switch, uh, probably for obvious reasons. But it'll be interesting to see if that if that has the splash or makes a splash in that kind of mobile, pure gaming market. It'll be interesting to see uh, how Nintendo looks at the, the next Switch in comparison to that. Because if it's successful and it, it works well and you get a lot of the ports and your Steam library carries like they've said it will then, you know, it's almost like a, a another way, another blueprint for Nintendo to kind of make that more powerful switch and to bring that bigger third-party support. Kind well, of we also have to remember Nintendo is always about price and always it's true. about price. Yeah. True. It's always been about making it as cheap as possible for the consumer, but they, they've never taken a loss on a system with the true. one exception being the 3DS after they dropped the price by $70 after it failed at launch. And that was the only time they took a loss for a short bit of time. And they had to because they launched it way too too expensive yeah. and without without compelling software or at least enough compelling software. Um, 
that's something that they're going to do. So if the Switch, I don't even know what the price of the Switch deck is. I think it's like six, seven hundred dollars for like the base model. Was it something like that? No, not know? that much. It was three ninety nine, four ninety nine, and five ninety nine. That was it. So, so yeah. if it's and and let's be frank, most people would probably go for the higher end model because it's more hard drive space for digital titles, and that's really where it's yep. it's important. Um, I think if the Switch two comes out at four hundred dollars, it has to be a four hundred dollar system. If it's the power of a like the switch again or a little bit more powerful um people aren't going to buy it there's going to be that resistance if it's a ps4 pro c or xbox one x style or even more powerful than that portably at 400 dollars with nintendo ip running the sequel to breath of the wild in, in glorious 4k you know the 4k screen oled screen something like i can see that doing really well i can see and and what they're going to do is they're not going to instantly discontinue the switch they're going to keep the switch around oh, yeah. oh, for yeah. for several years after and that's where you're going to get the casual market go well i don't really want to spend 400 dollars on this brand new system well don't worry you could spend 200 dollars on the switch and yes. look at the library you have you're fine with that in fact you could play the entire library and never even need to touch this new switch there's enough bang for your buck there and that's going to satisfy and, yep. and they really had the best of both worlds for a little bit yeah, the Switch will just take over the Switch Lite at one ninety nine, and yeah, yeah, it will continue to sell gangbusters, no doubt. Uh, funny enough, who was it that mentioned? I think it might have been Shizno who mentioned. We t- mentioned Rygar real quick. He said, uh, uh, "I totally forgot about the reboot on the PS two. You remember that? They actually did bring Rygar back briefly. I, I, th- I think that was the same game on the Wii. Right? Was it? I okay. There's a lot of those Konami, Wii games the they ported to PS2. Konami, yeah, someone yeah. said in the chat. Uh, Dash, thank you, man. 999 Super Chat from Dash. Could the next console be cross-gen like Pro or One X in order to retain software sales from that massive install base? I think that's exactly oh, yeah. what we've been talking about, Dash. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know you came a little later, but that's what we commented on is that whatever the next Switch is, the Switch is so popular, selling continues to sell so well and has such a broad lineup at this point in time that's only continuing to grow. It just has to. They they have to bring all that forward. So, yeah, I think that's that's kind of what we're all agreeing on, is that no matter if it's new hardware that's more powerful, it has to be a full 100% crossover type system, for sure. Yeah. So now, The only way I could see it not being 100% is if they don't do, like, motion controls. Like, they say, you know what, screw it, we're doing traditional. Then the games that require won't be... But it's going to be a small list of games that will not sure. be then at that point. Um, sure. And you know what? I think if they did that, I think the majority of people would still be okay with it because that meant there would be no forced motion controls in some games. But I don't see them doing that because they, they've done some real great, like I said, Ring Fit Adventure, I think took a lot of people by storm. And it's a real workout. If you've never played it, that's a I, real workout. It. That, so that kicks your butt. Um, <laughs> you know, things like Super Mario Party, you know, you need Joy-Cons to play that game. Yes. Um, that that would eliminate you know a major IP. You know, uh, Skyward Sword has at least the uh, the ability to play with controller, um, so that would be good. But but you're gonna see some games be unplayable, unfortunately. Uh, One two switch, of course. Yeah. So we'll yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see. All right, uh, another super chat, Lun Bizzle. Thank you, man. Ten dollars super chat from Lunch Bizzle. Before the show ends, I just wanted to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a great time with your families and friends. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate thank that. Bizzle is always one of our biggest supporters. So thank you. You know, I uh, right back at you, Bizzle. So um, is, that yeah. a, is that a shot at me? Because he knows I don't have family or friends. <laughs> <laughs> or Christmas. <laughs> or Christmas. Yeah, really. All the trifecta. <laughs> now, you have a friend here. 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah. See, making friends. Nemesis. All right, Bizzle. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's really, we kind of touched on everything I wanted to touch on from a Nintendo perspective. And look at that, man. We've been talking for, you know, nearly two hours already. It always flies by when we're just chatting games. So, um, a couple of things I want to mention really quick is, um, yes, this is our last show of the year. Uh, funny enough, Travis, I, it hit me this morning that we know we're not doing a show next week, but we haven't actually discussed if we're doing a show on January 2nd. So we'll take that offline and keep you guys posted. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll figure that one out. But um, it's been a fantastic year. Uh, you know, welcoming Travis to the show full time. A uh, lot of great guests, a lot of great conversations and uh, new audience members and, you know, uh, just continued support on the uh, both the, the video and the audio side. So I want to thank all of you very, very much. Um, you know, if I had one ask, uh, which I, I don't like to do and don't do often, is, uh, you know, we'd love to see just more support of the show in the sense of um, if you like this from the video, if you join us and chat every week, fantastic. A lot of you catch this afterwards on our YouTube channel. Please give us a like, give us a comment. Um, you know, if you want us to talk about certain topics, you can leave comments. I read every one of them. And then if you listen to this on the audio side, as I know uh, hundreds and hundreds of you do, um, we'd really like to see, uh, you know, obviously your support and whatever you listen on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, what have you. Uh, give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. You know, it just helps, again, curation of the show and, and the people to find us. So thank you so much. Um, we do have some small things coming in 2022 for BitCast that I'm already looking at and some really big things for season gaming as a whole. So, um, you know, stay tuned there as well. Uh, next, so... Coming up, like I said, no big cast next week, but tomorrow night as you're listening to this. So this is Sunday if you're listening later, but Monday night we're doing the Halo Infinite spoiler cast. Me, Travis, and a bunch of other uh, Halo fans will be on that. It's going to be a big show tomorrow night, so tune in for that if you can make it. And uh, we do have the Season Gaming Awards show coming in January, as I've already said. So a few weeks from now, but we will have an award show with Season Gaming contributors and a, a lot of conversation about the best, not only the best games of the year, but our favorite games of the year. A lot more focus on the personal selections this year. So anyway, that was pretty long-winded. And as I'm trying to kind of talk about the year and close out, you guys are still hitting me with Super Chats. So let me get to these. Um, <clears throat> Batboy Horror, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas all and to Travis as well. <laughs> Thank you for the five pound super chat, fat boy. Uh, you know, love, uh, really appreciate your support this year. Thanks so much. I'd uh, love to have you in the community. Really appreciate that. Um, and Pompa, of course, 999 super chat here. So beautiful end of the year, everyone. Happy holidays, play games. Thank you, brother. Uh, really appreciate that. Obviously one of our biggest supporters as well. So thank you very much. Dash. <laughs> Dash says, Travis, so it's been a great addition minus the bloodborne takes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great so anyway guys we're gonna go ahead and close out barry man uh great finally getting to sit down with you great conversation today thank you for all your viewpoints it's uh, it's honestly been a pleasure uh, i hope you enjoyed yourself here i hope i didn't misadvertise the conversation we were going to have today but i felt like it was a good one i felt like we touched on a lot of points about nintendo that we all kind of uh circle around you know on a daily weekly monthly basis so thank you for coming on please let people know where they can find you and where they can find uh the shows that you're a part of as well as premium edition games sure uh so first off thank you for having me it was an absolute blast uh always up for talking video games uh so i love this this is part of my life a big part of it and uh, my passion so uh you can always hit me up on twitter at hawk Hellfire. uh send dms i'm always you know looking to talk to new people make new friends 
just uh, love the gaming community. Uh, with Nintendo Fuse, you could follow us on Facebook and YouTube at you know youtube.com slash Nintendo Fuse and Facebook Nintendo Fuse. Uh, we do live shows just like this every other uh, Monday. Uh, we're, we're taking a break right now for the holidays. We'll be back in January. Uh, and we're always talking the, you know new new topics. We're doing uh, game chats where we talk you know reviews, as well as I do a show called Industry Talk where I talk with different people of the industry. Um, my last one was actually with Heritage Auctions, which was really cool to sit down with them and talk about everything going on with the uh, the scandals and stuff. <laughs> uh, so that that was kind of a surreal moment to be able to do that. Uh, you could also listen to our podcast, the Nintendo Fuse podcast, on all podcast platforms. Speaking of podcasts, the Switch Mania Playcast. Uh, so usually a weekly show when we have the time to do it. You can also find that on all podcast platforms, as well as over at premiumeditiongames.com, where right now we have our second chance sale for Series 1 and Series 2 titles. Uh, and stay tuned there for all information about all our upcoming titles again these are physical releases for uh, digital only titles we're always putting out new ones uh series three just ended with some amazing titles there and uh we'll have more series two coming out and then one day series four which we we can't talk about just yet but over there you could follow us uh on social media twitter is at premium edition one and other social media is just premium edition games uh both nintendo fuse and premium edition we have discord so please feel to join and with premium let us know if there's any uh titles you want physical we'll do our best to to make some of those happen because we're not all like travis we do like our physical titles <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, thank you so much, Barry. You uh busy guy. It sounds like a you know a lot going on, but um it's awesome. All good stuff. I will make sure to update the show notes uh below with all of that information for the podcast and premium edition games. Be sure to check Barry out on Twitter as well. Uh, a lot of nice comments about you uh here, Barry. So uh thanks again for coming on. Travis, where can people find you, man? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at TyGuyTravis if you enjoyed my takes here today. If you didn't enjoy my takes here today, you can also tell your enemies to follow me on Twitter at TyGuyTravis. <laughs> uh, that'll really mess with them. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can uh, read my articles, reviews, and previews on IGN.com. Uh, this past week, I reviewed a, a game called uh, Century Age of Ashes, where you ride around on dragons. It's pretty cool. You can you can see my review on, on IGN for that. Um, and uh, this week, I'm reviewing a game called Pray for the Gods, which oh, is oh. A, a kickstarted game that is sort of like a Shadow of Colossus. Um, yeah, there's there's and, multiple friends I've talked to that were checking that out. So I, they didn't know you were reviewing that. When's your review going up? My review is going to go up early uh, this this week, so probably okay. Tuesday, maybe. Um, it is uh, not that great of a game. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> um, it is it is not Shadow of Colossus. Uh, okay. It is it is it is a uh, a game where you have to uh, monitor not one, not two, but three status bars at all times uh, as part of their survival mechanics. So hunger sleep and being cold no nope, like, i'm out um, yeah it's like caretaking <laughs> for a, a it's like caretaking for a baby or a tamagotchi while you're doing a uh, game mechanics so uh yeah unfortunately it's not it's not good uh but you'll you'll be able to see my my full review when i when i publish it later this week um yeah and other than that if you like destiny at all which i'm sure you don't and that's uh fine uh <laughs> you can um you can uh, watch me talk about it every week on thursdays 
at 4 p.m. Pacific on The Last Word with uh, Ivantis and Lord Cognito. Um, yeah, and other than that, you know, you should tell your friends about this show. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. We have a good time here. We go, <laughs> we go wild. So tell a friend. I don't know. Make them watch the show. They'll probably like you less, but um, that's okay. Yeah, it's worth, worth it. it. It's worth it to us. Worth it. Worth it for us. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, again, uh, everyone, chat, you've been awesome today. Everyone listening, thank you very much. I hope uh, a sincere happy holidays to all of you. Whatever you celebrate, whatever you're doing, I hope it's safe. I hope uh, you and your families are well. Um, and thank you for all the support this year. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break. I think everyone should be doing that because many of us in this space put a lot of time and effort into this stuff. And uh, we all need a break once in a while. So, Take a break, relax with your families, take some time off, play some games, and uh, I hope you're all well. So thank you again. This was BitCast 184, and we will see you in 2022. Till then. Peace. Bye. <laughs>